If you like cartoony Italian plumbers, you're in the right place. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 401. Hopefully, you guys all listened to our uh, episode 400 spectacular last week. It was fun. But now we're back to, you know, just the regular crew minus Mike. But... I do have an empty sofa in front of me with a cat in front of it, so I'm not going to introduce Justin first. Aww. But oh, there he is. But I do have Lucas with me tonight. How y'all do? How you doing tonight, Lucas? Hey, you got first. Look at that, Eugene. Um, Steve actually went to the bathroom when you left, so he's not that's here why yet. We, that's um, why we were hiding. We would hope you come back and find a bunch of empty seats. I'll stall, but I guess we just start the show whether we're here or not. Um, I'm doing fantastic. Unlike Steve, I am actually present for the show. Um, I like Justin that Steve still is... has his headphones in probably, and he's trying to squeeze one off real quick and come back to us, so good luck with that, Steve. <laughs> so um stalling you know what the best the best part about stalling is is just how easy it is to um to stall while you're waiting for the person that you're stalling for what to can get I back say from the bathroom stall which is why you're stalling i never left you can't prove this on the audio version <laughs> Except for the fact that we just spent five minutes talking about it. <laughs> Who, who's that I hear over there? How you doing tonight, Steve? I am great. How are you guys? <laughs> doing great. But last but not least, uh, I've got Mr. Justin here hiding behind his cat. How you doing? Hi, everyone. What do you mean behind my cat? The cat's over there. Because <laughs> so, everybody listening to the podcast can see me point. <laughs> well, if you're not on the on the live version, I don't know what y'all are doing got to subscribe to us on YouTube, you know. We, we record live every Wednesday night. You can join the shenanigans, too, so be sure to do that. Um, this week, guys, we are going to tackle our top 25 list and try and get it ordered in an orderly fashion or something like that. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, I guess... Am we'll I the it. only one not eating, just have curiosity? I think so. <laughs> I got Twizzlers, not cookies, this like Mike, so... Lucas. I'm, I'm not. I don't know why you would think I am. I stopped eating. I'm done. Oh, okay. So it's just you, Eugene. Jeez. Yeah, I'm, I'm the rude one, but I've, I love Twizzlers. I can't put them down. I don't know. If you but Eugene me. also has the power to kick any of us off the podcast at any time. So let's not call him out on his faults and just get going. <laughs> Good point, Lucas. So, Link to the Past. Best Nintendo game ever made. Everything else is arbitrary. The list is done. Let's move on to Nintendo's. <laughs> it's funny how you just gave us the opposite day list, but today is reality day. So, let's start with number 25. A Link to the Past. Overrated garbage or overhyped piece oh, of Oh, you tell oh. me. Wow. <laughs> is, this, is this the McLaughlin group all of a sudden? <laughs> So I, I guess we're starting here. We're going to get this list sorted, but I figured I ought to um, let everybody know what's going on here. So if you guys didn't listen to episode 400, we had a list of, God, how many games do we have? Like 96, 97 games or something like that. It was a lot. Too it down, fucking many. Yeah. 
We whittled it down to 25 of the games that we think are the best Nintendo games that have ever appeared on a Nintendo console, ARMS included, y'all. So, we are going to try and order that list um, somehow. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to try and make it happen. <coughs> the first thi but first things first, guys. I think we can probably pick a good three to five games to start with that are probably going to be at the top of the list or near the top of the list when we when it all gets said and done, right? Like, it, it's, there's no secret that A Link to the Past and, Breath and uh, Ocarina of Time are going to be near the top of the list, right? We can probably put a star next to those, huh? Agreed. Okay. So let me do that real quick. I nodded, by the way, since that won't come through on the podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna screen share so <coughs> our audio our, our video listeners can see the list. But um, Lucas, why don't you read the list off for us in your best ASMR interpretation or impersonation? <coughs> Hello and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode four hundred one. The list consists of the following titles in alphabetical order. A Link to the Past, <laughs> Animal Crossing, Arms, Breath of the Wild, <sighs> Chrono Trigger, Donkey Kong Country 2, Final Fantasy 6, which is Final Fantasy 3 in the States, that's very confusing. Well, at least only on Fire the Super Emblem Nintendo. Fire Emblem Awakening. Sorry, not sorry, Holly. <laughs> Goldeneye. <laughs> Kirby's Adventure, which I think is like the worst of the Kirby's, but Kirby's Adventure. <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Mario Maker. Metroid Prime. Ocarina of Time. <clears throat> Paper Mario. Pikmin. Michael Thompson told Pokemon. you that you have to smack your lips from now on, so why don't you start doing that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Heart Gold. Soul Silver, <laughs> Resident Evil. 4. Those are both of the Pokemon uh, games are the same on the list, not separate entries on the list. By the way, yes, those are those are counting as one game. They're the same game. Stop buying both you tools. <laughs> You're feeding into Game Freak's pockets. <laughs> Resident Evil Four, Smash Four, Splatoon, Star Fox sixty four. Super Mario 64, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, wow, those were super, and closing out the list, Xenoblade Chronicles. You forgot Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> no, we didn't. You also forgot Minecraft, if that's going there. <laughs> okay. So I figure we oh. ought to pick at least one or two more that we think are going to be at the top of the list. I, I, I already chose Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time kind of for the group. So what do you guys think should be on the top of the list? I think definitely I would like to... Mario 64 and probably Mario World are going to end up up there. Everybody else agree? Well, let's put Mario 64 because I think that's pretty universally loved. I don't know about Mario World. It's a good game. I don't know if it's like top five material. I'll and I kind of want to push again that I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Smash 4 are both going to be really high up there. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, on my own personal list, it probably wouldn't be at the top, but this is like a best of all time list, and it just kind of makes sense. I know, I would agree with you probably on both counts, actually. You know, like they're both, yeah. uh, you know, the best Smash. Smash is probably the best Smash in the series. Mario Kart's probably the best Mario Kart in the series, so... 
And they're both really beloved series overall, you know? I mean, it's not like <laughs> we're voting for, like, the best, I don't know, Star Fox or something, so... <laughs> What do you guys I, think? I, I would be okay with putting a star on both of those, honestly. Yeah, I'm Which fine ones? with that, too. Smash 4 and Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Okay, I think that gives us a pretty good starting point. That's five games right there. So it th- th- doesn't necessarily okay. mean that's going to be our top five when all is said and done, but I think that, you know, it's probably going to be pretty close to, uh, or if not the top five. So we'll see how it goes. So now we need to start shitting on games. What's What do you think is the worst in this fucking list? I don't know. It's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Xenoblade Chronicles. Is there anything on the list that you think should go below that? I'm trying to... I mean, personally speaking, Metroid Prime, but I think that's pretty universally loved. Yeah. So, objectively speaking, I would say no. I, um, do, uh, well, I don't know. Final Fantasy 3, maybe? As much as I love well, that game? It's it's hard to say, though, because, like, again, we kind of chose, like, the generally decided, like, the best game of every series. Right. So then it just becomes, is Final Fantasy any less valid of a series than, like, Kirby? Yes. Like, Kirby's Adventure that's is... True. Pretty bare bones, kind of boring game. Really. Well, when you yeah, when you put it that way, then I think three should be above Chronicles. I can get down with that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, does anybody here have any argument for Xenoblade Chronicles? I mean, I know it's a good game, but like right. personally, I find it kind of like washed over RPG ish. If you know? this was my list, it would be twenty five. So. That yeah. that's how I feel about it, but I don't. I, I like the well, game, but I don't have any as much love for it as some of the other games on this list. You know, it didn't even same. It didn't even make my list. Yeah. Justin, uh, I've never played it, so I have no opinion. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, um, I guess we're like I hate to say that we're ranking it like this just because we don't like it, but that is kind of what we're doing with this whole list in general, it's, right? It's so. our list. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess Xenoblade Chronicles gets pooped on at the very bottom of the list. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sure you're all really upset right now. <laughs> Let's tune in and see. Um, Looks like uh, Z- like Phantom was the only cheerleader for Xenoblade in the in the comments, but he but yeah, but he, sure. uh, it sounded like he was kind of seeing that it was going to be number twenty five. So I don't know that, that we're going to get that much <clears> hate for that one, but I think that's where it belongs, honestly. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. So what? Where do we think we go from here? Um, I I could take a stab at it, but I don't know that you guys would agree with me here. Um, well, tell us what you're I, thinking. So if with Xenoblade Chronicles, I think that there's a, a couple of RPGs that kind of go right behind it, namely Paper Mario. I love the Paper Mario games, but I think there's better games on this list, <coughs> and I don't know that with us, like with this group here that the RPG genre is necessarily the strongest, right? I mean, Steve, you're probably the one that plays the most RPGs out of anybody. What, how do you feel about this? Well, in my opinion, so we've got, what, Final Fantasy III, Fire Emblem Awakening, and um, Paper Mario, or the, and then Pokemon. <laughs> Chrono Trigger and Xenoblade. <clears throat> so Chrono Trigger is pretty beloved. Yeah, and that, Final and Fantasy III... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, Final Fantasy 3, for me, you you hear a lot about, but not as much as Chrono Trigger. So, f- 3 has to go below Chrono Trigger. 
I would consider putting Paper Mario above both of those, to I, be honest with you. I would as well, mostly because Paper Mario is the most unique of all the RPGs on the list. Yeah, I mean... If and I also the most also Nintendo. Chime in, yeah, if I can also chime in, like, I have played most of these RPGs, though an exception being Chrono Trigger, so I'm not going to even, like, voice my opinion on that, and... I vote Paper Mario higher than Final Fantasy 3 at least. I don't know about Chrono uh, Trigger, but in my ex- like, Chrono Trigger when I played it, I did not finish because it didn't grab me. Final Fantasy 3 yeah. I saw to the end and Paper Mario I've never played that Paper Mario, but I know it's very well regarded. So if it were me, even if we were just to start with the bottom of the list and put all the RPGs there to start and then maybe if something you know, we feel should go down lower. <clears throat> I would say do um, Xenoblade at 25, and then Chrono Trigger at 24, Final Fantasy 3 at 23, and Paper Mario at 22. Maybe we start there, and if we think of something that we feel should be lower than one of those four, maybe we work those down. Just a thought. So, starting with Paper Mario 22, 23, 24 on the, on the RPGs... I don't right. see I but I I kind of disagree that Chrono Trigger is I think that that's ad in okay so I'm probably well, going right. to be alone here right <laughs> I it sounds like you guys think that Paper Mario is more beloved than like a Chrono Trigger or a Final Fantasy 3 but for I think if we I don't know about more beloved I mean beloved, my my argument but... is we're we're counting down the best Nintendo games and even though the other games appeared on Nintendo systems Paper Mario is the Nintendo RPG. So that's my argument for the whole thing. I mean, you could play Final Fantasy VI on your iPhone, even. You can play Chrono Trigger on PlayStation. Um, I can't remember what the other one was that we were arguing, but like Paper Mario, it's 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 not only a unique turn-based RPG, but it's also Nintendo's unique turn-based RPG. So for a Nintendo list, I think that puts it above. For a best RPGs of all time list. Yeah, you kind of have to give that one to Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy. But <laughs> I'm looking at the ch- chat, which I think we should also consider in this, because, you know, they are kind of the other half of Infendo. Right. And I'm seeing a lot of opinions about Final Fantasy III kind of being... Right. I, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm just going to fix it that is, it ambiguity is six, there. But... but <laughs> there seems to be a lot of opinion about like Final Fantasy VI being a little, I hate using this word, but a little more overrated than some of the other titles on the list. Like, I don't think people would argue that Chrono Trigger is overhyped, but this um, Jacob Taylor does kind of make a good point here where he says that he thinks that VI was so loved because it was the last of its kind before Seven kind of reinvented yeah, I can definitely see except, the genre. Except Final Fantasy VI was pretty highly regarded before Final Fantasy VII was even a thing, so... Well, that's the th- well, that's true. But as soon as seven came out, six just kind of became that niche game that all the old school Final Fantasy fans liked, and seven became the most beloved Final Fantasy of all time. For God only like, knows what speaking, reason. <laughs> personally speaking, if I was to move one of these titles down to slot twenty-four, it would be Final Fantasy six. If I can't do GoldenEye, because I think GoldenEye has aged horribly, but that's a discussion for and later. See the, and, and yeah, that's a discussion for make, later. Uh, so, we, uh, first of all, I think we need to maybe discuss what this list is then, right? Because is it the 
is it the best Nintendo games list or is it the best games that have appeared on Nintendo consoles list? Because I think there's a distinction there, right? Like, yeah. Right. Well, I think the fact that we have games that have appeared on multiple systems on the list means that it has to be a best games of all time um, that have appeared on Nintendo not, systems list. Like, it can't... Not really, because every single one of these games... Um, I'm just kind of glossing over just to make sure I'm correct before I say this. Every single one of them premiered on a Nintendo system and had a life on a Nintendo system before it ever appeared on anything else. So I would call all of these Nintendo games just not necessarily, I mean, I don't know. But it seems kind of biased then to just say that the games that aren't really like quote unquote Nintendo games should just be at the bottom of the list just because like... If they made it to the top 25, I think they should have as much of a chance of fighting for top sure. tier and, lists. And see, that's as, my know, argument for the other games. Um, Chrono Trigger over Paper Mario, you know, because I think universally, even. So, your argument for Final Fantasy VI, uh, Lucas, was valid, right? But once Final Fantasy VII came, up, came about, kind of everybody forgot about VI. But that was not true yeah. about Chrono Trigger. Everybody was still pining for. Or Paper Mario. Sure. I Sure, yeah. So, I. I but I think that leads me to believe that maybe we are just arguing for Final Fantasy to be at the bottom of the list, you know, to kind of be below uh, your Chrono Triggers and below your um, your Paper Marios. And what the heck are we going to do with Fire Emblem Awakening, by the way? Who has love for that? Well, I have a lot of love for that, actually, <laughs> and I've got some arguments I want to make for that one. You but, might be um, the only one, but, can I also... but, but totally fair that you get that chance <laughs> right well i think it's i think it's a valid argument that it should be higher up on the list because there is a lot of like history to that game and history seems to be something we value in this list but well, maybe um, our next game isn't can i just say then? it kind of bothers me that we're gonna move like as much as i think final fantasy 6 deserves to be like lower on the list does nobody else have a problem with Kirby's Adventure not being, like, near the bottom? Yeah, that's what I'm ca- trying to, ca- you know, like, I think that maybe I'll... we aren't looking at an RPG for our next game, guys. I... Right. Like, I kind of want Kirby's Adventure at 24. Like, I-, I don't know about you guys, but as far as Kirby games go, like, and I know that I'm sure, I think Mike was the one that argued for it, and I'm sure he'd have a lot to say I, about I, it. I mean, I second. It's I just second. so bare bones for a game. I... Well, hold on a sec, though. It, it's just so bare bones for a game of its genre, like, compared to other Kirby games. And even as just a platformer game, it's really basic. See, I think, I mean, Kirby's Adventure is not only one of the Kirby games, but one of the 2D platformers in general that I go back to quite a bit. I think it's... It, sadly, as many entries as there have been in the Kirby series, I think it's still the best in the series. God, I completely <clears throat> disagree. And I mean, maybe I th- it's just because I grew up with the Super Nintendo Kirby, but I mean, the the fact that that was the one without any powers, no, right? No, Kirby's, Kirby's Adventure has Kirby's powers. Kirby's Dreamland is the only one that, that didn't have powers. Kirby's Adventure... Okay, so Kirby's was Adventure the that, was the Yeah, NES that was the title. one that introduced powers. Which was later remade into Nightmare in Dreamland. Yeah, I mean... Then I have more respect for it, I guess, than I did for Kirby's Dreamland, but I, I still don't know. I feel like it deserves to be I'm, pretty low I'm on the list. I'm looking at, so when I'm looking at games that I think could be potential 24s, um, I'm kind of looking Star Fox 64's way. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I know it had a lot of impact, but, or Pikmin even, I, I don't know, like. <laughs> um, I I don't know what I, I 
Kirby could be at that 24 spot. I'm not going to argue that. I, I don't really like Kirby games to begin with, but it sounds like Justin might have a have a problem with that. I'll, I mean, I'll be honest. Once we get past the top five, or especially the top ten, it's all just, again, it's all like arbitrary to me because, I mean, all right, I'm going to go off here the list of games that I have never played. I've never played the original Animal Crossing, never played ARMS, never played Chrono Trigger. Um, I've only kind of sort of played Final Fantasy VI, never played any Fire Emblem game. Um, I've never beaten Metroid Prime, never played any of the others, never played Pikmin, uh, never played Resident Evil 4, never played Xenoblade. So, like, that's almost half the list there that I have really no opinion one way or the other, except that it didn't leave enough of an impression on me Mm -hmm. for me to go out of my way to play. But, so, I mean, I'm going to argue for the games on the list that I've played because I have fond memories and fond feelings of that, but... I don't know. Maybe Fire Emblem Awakening is better than Kirby's Adventure. I don't know. I've never played it, so I would put Fire Emblem at the bottom of the list and Kirby, you know, higher up to the top. Yeah, I just don't know how objective that is. If uh, like like, and I don't want to like game well, no, shame you it's, for it's, having it's, not played the games. It's just well, no, like, it's that entirely is make it hard for you to you know organize the games objectively because you know exactly, and that's and that's the the point I'm trying to make, and and. You know, I'm sure you guys have games on this list that you've never played or that you've played but have no attachment to whatsoever. And so, yeah. I mean, to to try and rank... I mean, when we tried to rank the top ten Wii U games, <laughs> that was a clusterfuck and a half. Sure. I can't imagine trying to... And not to, you know, basically throw a wrench in the works of our entire <laughs> episode here, but I feel like trying to... Um, objectively rank 25 games that some of us haven't even played is going to be challenging and we kind of have to maybe have a little they have a little like maybe maybe split it up into fives like these are the top five and then these are the next top five and then these are the next top five and then maybe not get so much into you know the nitty gritty of well is six better than seven but be like all right six through ten are all roughly equal quality. 11 through 15 are all roughly equal quality and do it that way. Well, I kind of so, feel like so then, so then it's we're doing, not, you know, we're just, that's right. just a different way of thinking. Well, because we've, right. we've been debating for like the past 20 minutes whether Paper Mario is better than Final Fantasy or Chrono Trigger so, and me so, and like put them all in the same group, you know? Here's here's a thought then. Um, another show I listen to, because as you guys know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, they're a pop culture podcast called Bacon Sale, and what they do occasionally is they'll do Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. So yeah. maybe we sort them out by tiers, and, you know, once they're sorted out into tiers, then we can use those tiers to do, like, you know, top five, middle five, bottom five or something. Well, I mean, Would that of, help? We're, we're kind of already <laughs> in it right, right here, guys, you know? Like, we can... I, I feel like... Like it, we can do exa- exactly what Justin did with the list that we have right in front of us, right? So we are looking yeah. at 20, 20 through twenty five, and then we're trying to find what roughly is on the bottom of the list, right? Because so, that would be the bottom tier. So can so. I throw out some games, maybe, just to get us started off? Why are we, yeah. guys? What are, what are you doing to the list? <laughs> I'm just playing with options. 
gear oh, and okay. kind of screwing it up. Um, I'm, can, I'm I'm playing with the idea of basically doing like the tiers. Well, but. can can I throw out some games that I think maybe we'll agree are more bottom of the list, and we can go with it yeah. from there? Yeah, sure, possibly. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I would if we're if we're thinking bottom of the list, I would agree. Star Fox sixty four is probably pretty low on the list, right, guys? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. I can go with that. So maybe I mean, we'll I love that the one... game, but... And yeah, I guess, I'm... let's let Eugene be the organizer on the actual list then, so um, okay. we don't all, like, mess with it at once. But let's move Star Fox 64 lower on the list. Um, what are we talking about when it comes to Kirby's Adventure? Are we fighting for that to be higher up, or is that bottom I... five? That's middle tier for me. Okay. Yeah, my, I was going to say, and I was going to say, like, 15 beyond, I think Kirby is probably good. Okay, how about Mario Maker? A lot of us were even upset beyond. that Mario Maker made it on the list. <laughs> I, I would I mean, be Mario comfortable Maker putting is, it at the bottom. Yeah, it's, I mean, the thing, and I don't know whether I made this argument last week, but the thing about Mario Maker is it's such a wild card. Yeah, the mm. creation tools are awesome, but as far as your gameplay experience, that's entirely up to what happenstance gives you. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. So, Eugene, what do you think? Can we move Mario yeah. Maker down low? I am okay with that for sure. So let's go right. Mario Maker towards the bottom. It seems like most of us are of the mindset that while Final Fantasy VI is a good game, it is not by any means even like the top two RPGs on this list. I would Can be okay with that. Think about as long lowering as- that. I would definitely be okay with that as long because I feel that Chrono Trigger eclipses um, Final Fantasy VI pretty much in every way. Uh, so, right, see, and me, I'm, okay, I, I, I just want to to the RPG players out there, what did Final Fantasy VI do gameplay wise that was different than Final do, Fantasy IV? It didn't do anything really different per se, but okay. it did everything better. Yeah, it had a lot of character development, and, like, story-wise, it was a really heavy and well-written game, but, I mean... Wasn't it one of the the first ones to have a changeable job class? No, that was five. Okay. But I think (coughs) it was one of the first Final Fantasies to take advantage of Mode 7, maybe? I don't know. Was that a thing? Yes, not but that it that wouldn't really have matter. been the first. No, wait, no. no. I'm pretty sure Final Fantasy IV had a Mode Seven overworld map. I think you're right. So I guess um, Final Fantasy VI was one of the first games ever to tr- display 256 colors at once. But eh, I mean, um, well, back to bringing it back to the list though. Like, does this all all of this stuff mean that we're thinking about putting it on this bottom tier here? I still suggest it for bottom tier personally, but that's I, just me. I don't have as much love for that as I do like a Chrono Trigger. I would yeah. argue that Paper Mario is below Final Fantasy VI for me. See, I disagree. I disagree there. Yeah, I but disagree I'm not there. Gonna, but I'm not going to win that argument with you guys. So I'm going to. Yeah. I would concede Final Fantasy VI going to the bottom. All right, so let's move so that we... down. I guess above Mario Maker for now, just to, as a placeholder. Um, Steven, I'm going to ask you this one because... Actually, I want to ask both of you this one. Um, oh, okay. This might not be at the bottom of the list, but in terms of Donkey Kong Country 2 as a platformer <laughs> title, because it seems like we're kind of comparing by genre right now, and that can be dangerous right. territory, but you've got Donkey Kong Country 2 and you've got Kirby's Adventure, which are like kind of two of our more, I think potentially low-tier platformers when you compare them to, like, Super Mario World. I'm, 
I'm going what do you to think de- about those. Yeah, I'm going to actually debate that. I'm sorry, I don't mean to step on no, you're no, fine. Step on you there, Steve. Go, but go ahead, say I'm yours, okay and then I'll say mine. I'm okay with Kirby being lower on the list because it is a pretty bare bones platformer. Yes, it did kind of you know introduce a lot of the great things about Kirby, and I still love it. But Donkey Kong Country Two is definitely a much better platformer than any Kirby game. Is it as good as Super Mario World? Eh, Maybe not, because it does go for, like, raw challenge as opposed to fun. I will disagree all night with you on that one, but go on. I'll fight for Mario. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing—the thing—the yeah. thing with Donkey Kong Country Two is it's all about the frustrating challenge of oh my god, how am I ever going to get through this part? And in that, it's very rewarding and very well designed. Whereas Super Mario World is all about giving you, um, you know, giving you a challenge and a few variations on that challenge, and then you I, know I, you overcome it and you move on. But it's always more fun than challenge. I'm thinking out of all the platformers Kirb, that are left, Kirby's probably the weakest, in my opinion. Right. I now, agree. how about how about this for for temporary right now? We kind of flip flop where all of them are. So, like Super Mario World at 11, Donkey Kong Country at 14, and Kirby's Adventure at 20. Just to well, kind let's, of let, let's let's work at let's work from the bottom tier first. Yeah. So right, we need. As as far as me answering Lucas's question, um, Donkey Kong Country Two. Okay, so Donkey Kong Country Two. I love the level design in that game. I love the way the secrets are hidden, and all of your secrets tie into a greater secret at the end of the game. It's got an amazing soundtrack. To me, it is superior to Kirby's Adventure in every aspect. Yeah. And for me, it's a tier. You know, a top tier game, even over Mario World. But I've always preferred the Donkey Kong Country games to, or like Donkey Kong Country One or Two, I would put above Mario World, just you know, because that's how I am. Hey Eugene, before we go um, too much farther into this, um, check the chat. Jacob's asking any chance we can get video back in the bottom. I'm not sure what that means, but oh yeah, I can do that. Um, Steve, in point of your argument i think we are probably going to have the is donkey kong country 2 better or worse than super mario world argument i i hate to say that i think you're in the minority because donkey kong country 2 was one of my favorite games as a kid personally i think mario world beats it out but you made a lot of valid points that i could um you know get behind donkey kong country 2 as a superior game you could sway me by the end of the night i don't know if you'll be able to sway justin Um, and eugene but eh. right uh, all right, so we're all okay with Kirby's adventure being in the bottom tier, right? I think yes. so. Yeah. All right, so I'm just going to throw that down to 21. Okay, sure. now, that's fine. Now, um, now let's organize this bottom tier, huh? Okay, are we at, are we, do we need one more game, though, or do we have five? That's yeah, five. we have five. Okay, um, so I think we all agree Xenoblade Chronicles is the bottom, right? I would yeah. say so. Okay. I, out of this five, <laughs> I would say, in my opinion... Final Fantasy has to be at the top. I would be okay with Final Fantasy or Star Fox 64. Yeah, I was going to say Star Fox myself, but yeah. what do you guys I, think? I mean, either one of those would be good. One one of those at one, at 21, one of those at 22 would be fine by me, but what do you guys think, uh, Justin and Steve? Sorry, I, I was think, in chat. What was the question? I, I think as it stands right now, 21 through 25 are perfect. Yeah, I mean, we can split hairs on which ones are better or worse than others, but um, I think... Looking at the list, I'm comfortable with those five being the bottom. Yeah, I I might flip personally Star Fox 64 and 
Final Fantasy VI, but that's just me personally. Personally, I, I would, would argue... I actually would almost argue for Star Fox to go higher, but we'll cross that bridge if we come to it. Yeah, I was Well, that's this is what we're doing now, is we're, we're getting through these five games. I would argue Star Fox 64 at the top, Final Fantasy right below that, Kirby in the middle, then Mario Maker, then Xenoblade. That's my preferred list. I would be yeah. okay with that. My list, um, Star Fox and Final Fantasy, would be flipped, but I'm okay with it as it stands. Um... Again, I kind of want Star Fox 64 a little higher, but when we get higher up on the list, I'll make that argument. But um, well, I can't we, think well, of—I can't think honestly—I can't think of anything to take its place other than games I've never played. So okay, well, before we get to that point, didn't we just agree that this is the bottom five and that's the bottom five? So Star Fox is going to be there. Yeah, all right. Twenty-one. Yeah. So if you, if you want to argue it, you better argue <laughs> it now, buddy. <laughs> Well, the thing is, I can't think of what game to replace it with right now, other than, again, games I've never played. Um, no, I, I mean, my only argument in favor... My, my, my arguments in favor of Star Fox 64 is it is one of the best on-rail shooters out there. It introduced I, so many innovations to gaming in general, as well as the genre. you got your rumble support, you've got um, voice, a lot of voices, especially for a cartridge... Um, the multiple branching paths, the storyline, and all that. Well, what um, would you put to replace it at twenty-one? I, well, that's that's my a, thing. Is I've I don't know thought, what maybe um, maybe Animal Pikmin? Crossing. I Pikmin. I actually yeah. think that Star Fox is as much as I love it and the series. I actually think it belongs at spot twenty-one. Personally, um, I, I see. I and I'm totally okay with that. I I would argue that it that it would be below uh, below twenty-one at twenty-two. So now I. You know, I think it's okay where it is, but I'm listening to arguments, Justin. If you've got, if you've got any. No, real, real quick before we keep going with this, I do want to say that Mike is in the chat, and he is arguing for Kirby's Adventure to be at the top of this list of five. So, you know, I disagree with it. I think Kirby's Adventure sits nice in the middle, but he I is disagree part of our group as well. Of five. And I love Kirby's Adventure, but other than being the, other than being what created a lot of innovation within the Kirby genre or the the Kirby franchise it didn't really innovate on anything in gaming I realize this is kind of like making a deal but I would be willing to move Kirby's Adventure above Final Fantasy 6 in that they both kind of mean the same to me like I I arguably I would say Final Fantasy 6 is a more important game but there's a lot of love for Kirby's Adventure in our group, and if you guys would be happier maybe putting that above it, I, I just think Star Fox belongs above Kirby. But I could move Kirby to the number two slot in this jo- in this tier. Um, in the interest of moving things forward, why don't we move on to the next group? There's no there's no chance of getting Star Fox 64 out of the bottom five. Then is that the the consensus I'm getting here? That's kind of where we're going. All right, yeah, then why don't I'm we move on okay to the next five and get into the nitty-gritty when yeah. we're done ranking everything. Yeah, because okay. I'm kind of okay with this bottom five being where it is. Like, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, Justin. I think that, I, I don't know that moving Kirby up or down is really going to do much good, especially because I really like Final Fantasy and I would argue that it's above Star Fox anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> we ought to, we ought to move on. Um. So, Okay, well, getting on to the next... Do you mind if I kind of go with this? Did somebody else want to kind of take the reins on this tier? Or 
you know. Well, take yeah, yeah take points. I can Just talk. Throw some games yeah, out. Go ahead. Um, I would start to get into the point here where, for me personally at least, the shooters start to pile up. I would argue Fire Emblem is probably in this tier. It's somewhere in between 20 and 16. Okay. Uh, where on the list? I, I really don't know. I would put it higher than lower, but I'll argue that point when we get to it. But I think Fire Emblem is in this next lowest tier. Um, so, having Splatoon? never played it... Uh, well, have, yeah. Having never played it, I'm fine with that. Splatoon, personally, I feel like kind of belongs in this tier as well. I know there's a lot of people who really like Splatoon, but... On I that just token, don't think it's I'm gonna, the best. On that, to- on that token, I'm going to arm- nominate ARMS for this uh, next tier as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would disagree, see, but yeah. I would sooner, well, I mean, I don't know. Again, haven't played ARMS. But I would sooner see Splatoon in the next tier. Because I think Splatoon is right there in the 10 to 15 range or 11 to 15 range. Well, or, I'm, I'm going to argue that I kind of feel like ARMS and Splatoon are very similar games both in terms of what they provide to their genres and their content level and that if we're going to put one game in this tier we should probably put both of them in the tier as much as i hate to say that because i'm because personally arms is perfect sitting up there at like spot six or seven for me but like arms is better than smash for me in terms of fighting games but i think that it probably belongs where splatoon belongs if you guys think that they both belong up higher I'm willing to make that concession because I do think they're both really good games. But I would, no, I would agree. I... I would agree with that as well because I can see. I really, really like Arms, and I can definitely see it on my list in a in a top twenty five list in the eleven to fifteen range. So I'm I'm willing to concede to that point. Yeah, I'm willing to say so, that Splatoon could be like number fourteen or thirteen on the list as opposed to being that, number like seventeen. So that sounds good to me. Yeah, I I can argue Splatoon because I haven't played it. I do think ARMS should be in this tier that we're working in right now, though, personally. You know, as much as I do like it, I just think there's I think, so I think many better arms, games. <laughs> pardon the pun. I think ARMS needs time to grow. <laughs> See, I, I disagree, though. Like, I, I don't know. I just find right, it to well, be I mean, such a... We, we know what the full package of Splatoon is now. We know what the weapon balance is. We know what the... Um, all the levels are, we know what the gameplay and all the different things are, you know, Splatoon is what Splatoon is. ARMS is still being created. ARMS could be, I mean, Splatoon was a completely different game three months away from when it was released. I mean, well, I mean, the but ARMS basic me- release. Ba- and yes, I, but it it's still expanding. Game. And yeah, I would but, argue that Arm, when Arms was released, and and even now after the first batch of DLC, it's much more advanced than where Splatoon was day one. And I know, would like, agree, it's a complete game now. It's not like Splatoon where it felt like you were still getting bits and pieces of the game as you went along. With Arms, it feels more like Mario Kart Eight, where you're getting extra content after the fact. But the core game is there. The mechanics are all built in. The, the arms are basically just improvements on themselves at this point. You're not seeing, like, brand new types or classes or anything. I feel like you know what arms is now, and it's not really going to change much in the next few months. It's just going to get more content. And that content could break the game, I is what I'm saying. Like, but, but, I how mean, you, uh, but how can you even consider that for the list? I think we just have to consider arms for what it is now. And not say, like, it might get better, it might get worse. It is what it is. And where it is right now, it's sitting higher up on the list for me than, like, a game like Splatoon. 
For me, ARM sits at number 17 on my personal list. See, I just have so many other games that, like, go lower than that. Like, even even putting aside my own biases, like, I hate Metroid Prime, but I'm willing to concede that it's a popular game and it's going to get high up on the list. A game like Goldeneye, I feel like, is just... Like, like I want to move Goldeneye, guys. <laughs> I want to have the Goldeneye discussion. Well, let, let's, just... fi- let, let's figure out if we're going to get ARMS and Splatoon out of this next tier... And then let's argue with the next games, because I'm with you, Lucas. I think ARMS and Splatoon should probably be on the same tier. I agree. I also... So how about we put them, since we're all kind of bouncing around, why don't we put them next to each other in the middle of the list? And sure. that's fine. The, they can move up and down based on everything around them. That's fair. We can do the Steve Pyramid um... method. <laughs> okay, so do we want to talk about? I will about, corrupt you guys. Do we want to talk about Goldeneye next? I mean, I'm okay with I, it. Being... I want to have the discussion. <laughs> I and I, I'm like, going to fight hard for Goldeneye to be in the next tier. See, so. I, I I appreciate too that like you love this game because it is kind of considered like the core of first person shooter well, games. Let let but... let me give my argument of for Goldeneye before Justin does because I know exactly what he's going to say. Can, can so, you... so 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 you you talk about what you hate about it and I'm going to talk about what I love well, about it. Why don't it, you because... start with what you like about it then I'll say what I feel like doesn't work and then Justin can rebut that. That way we're not just showering it with praise sure. and then pooping on it all night, you know. Okay, so my argument for Goldeneye and and I think I'm probably with you, Justin. I, I'm, I feel that it probably, especially on a Nintendo list, deserves to be pretty high. Because one, it was really the original first-person shooter on consoles, right? Like, it, it did gold, uh, like Halo before Halo was even Halo, you know? Like, it, it, it set the bar for first-person shooters. And there wasn't, it wasn't really until Halo that any, but anything, you know... Uh, unseated it so that would be my argument for Goldeneye I know that it hasn't aged well but at the time it was the best that there was and I you know I can speak for probably all of us old folks I I put thousands of hours into into Goldeneye so yeah okay Lucas go (laughs) okay well my first point is because we seem to jump back and forth with this a lot we jumped back and forth when we were doing the first list and we're doing it now we tend to argue that like the game is what it is now and the game was what it was then and those are both valid points because i don't think ocarina of time would be like top tier list if we weren't if we were rating it like compared to most modern games now but i i do point out the fact that there are a lot of broken aspects of goldeneye like the little what's his face the dude that like you can't shoot because he's tiny and it just like completely breaks multiplayer yeah and like, and that's a minor complaint. Like in the overall, scheme. does he completely break multiplayer? Well, it makes it incredibly I mean, he... hard to hit him because he's like half the yeah, size except, of a regular except player. Except you got but, a much but, greater chance of getting a headshot. But I, yes. but I don't want to jump on that. But I don't want to jump on that point because that's such a straw man argument sure. over my larger point, right. which is that it just hasn't aged very well. And I understand that, like for its time, it was one of the most revolutionary games that you know had ever been created. But we have other shooters on this list, like, and not just first person, but just other shooter games in general. And I feel like we would all argue that Metroid Prime is a better game than GoldenEye. Now, that could mean that Metroid Prime is number six and GoldenEye is number seven, but just personally, like, I just don't see it as being think... a very good game. Like, there's so many better first person shooters out there. It was a great game at the time, but I just feel like there's so many better games on this list than GoldenEye. And 
and you you may be right. I'm certainly not arguing for. I mean, Goldeneye might be in my personal top ten. Um, I don't think it should be in you know this all time top ten, but I think I think Goldeneye kind of belongs there along with Arms and Splatoon in you know kind of genre defining games that are kind of their own thing. I mean, Goldeneye, it's so hard to, to argue for Goldeneye without making the same arguments. <laughs> I can play gold. I can play Goldeneye today and still find fun. Yeah. The graphics are crummy. All N64 mm-hmm. game graphics are crummy. All PlayStation one game graphics are crummy. That doesn't mean they're bad games. That just means they did what they could with the technology they had back then. Of course. The controls, the controls are still super tight. Um, I can whip around corners and golden eye without feeling like I'm missing a second joystick or anything like that. Um, the a, I mean, the AI was the best for any first-person shooter at the time. Um, I, I mean, I would argue I would rather have Perfect Dark's AI in GoldenEye's game, but that's yeah. a completely different, you know, uh, hypothetical argument. Um, hell, if if GoldenEye had better level design and frame rate, I would actually have that on the list instead of GoldenEye. Um, but I mean, multiplayer, God, like, uh, like, like, uh, Eugene said, just the thousands of hours I poured into, yeah, GoldenEye multiplayer would just, we'd start playing, you know, four o'clock when we got home from school and would continue playing into two o'clock in the morning because it was that fun. And if you get, you put me in the room with those two guys again and turned on the TV, we could do it again. Can I raise a counterpoint to that though? Yeah, hit it. Like, as somebody who didn't grow up with it and first played it a couple of years ago, I just found it lacking in a lot of ways because there are so many better games out there now. And I feel like, and I don't want to, like, insult you in saying this, but I feel like there's, like, a nostalgia thing going on with you and well, your love is, for this I mean, game. there's definitely and nostalgia. And, okay, here's another thing and, that I, I think Goldeneye has that a lot of modern first-person shooters don't have. Yeah. Um, the love one great thing about the level design is you're in and out in about 15 minutes um after you know once halo hit there was there was no limit every first person shooter you spent an hour or more in every level and goldeneye was great for those kind of quick bursts plays that you can't really get in first person shooters anymore. And so I, I and I want to say real quick before you jump in Lucas, I'm sorry. Yeah. The um the I I did enjoy the the mission structure which I don't think we've t- talked about either. I don't really we, see that again in, another innovation. I, yeah, I don't really see that in first person shooters either and I really actually do miss it where like on the easy difficulty level there's only like two mission objectives but then once you get to the hardest difficulty level you have to do all these different things but all in the same level. So what that did was like, you know, you start from the easy level and you kind of learn the area and by the time you work your way up to the hardest difficulty, you know that area and you're able to you know actually be, uh, be able to deal with the enemy ai I, I don't know i i i could see it either way guys i so I, I have to a kind proposition of see I, mean, I think well i, 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 I think I, guys can i can i throw this out here then eugene and justin both seem to argue that objectively it's a good game i'm arguing that objectively it's not that good of a game steve have you ever played it 
Goldeneye I have played. Um, I played it a lot. What do you think of it? Like, (sighs) Um, in in 50 words or less. (laughs) Because my my point is, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, Steve, but my point is if three out of four of us say that objectively it's still a really good game, then it should be higher on the list. If two of us say that it's a bad game and two of us say that it's a good game, it should be right around the middle of the list is is what I'm getting at. Part, you, I'll give you a chance in a second, Steve, but it kind of is in the middle of the list. Well, but and I think we're arguing to keep it in the middle. But that's the thing. <sighs> we're arguing about where it belongs. Like It's in the middle of the list because we've made the list alphabetical. But like now I, I want to know, do we do we keep it in the middle? Do we move it up higher? Like We need to put it somewhere and get over this discussion. Yeah, I agree. So, okay, Steve. So, so I have not played Goldeneye in years, but when I did play it, it was when, you know, Nintendo 64 GameCube were both kind of out. Um, I have very fond memories of it. I remember it v- being very solid and tight. I've never played the single player ever in my life. <laughs> um, I've only played it exclusively as a multiplayer game with my half-brother and my stepbrothers. And for that, it... It's an amazing game. It got me to play the game. I remember the game. I remember the soundtrack. I remember it fondly, but I don't... I haven't played it recently, so to compare it to a lot of these modern games, I can only look back at it with rose-tinted glasses. Sure. All right, so for now, why don't we just leave it in the middle? It's in slot 11. It's it's kind of upper-middle tier, and we won't push that down to Splatoon level. and, And I just... You know, we we just had this whole debate about Goldeneye, which is currently in spot eleven, but um, we still haven't even finished discussing Pokemon or Resident Evil. Are those staying where they are? Because we're actually down in the sixteen to twenty range. Yeah, right now. Um, and po- I guess uh, po- I think Pokemon to need to have that discussion. I definitely think Pokemon needs to go higher. Agreed. Yeah, Pokemon. Um, maybe I even can top see 10. being top ten. Well, yeah. one, wh- why don't we make the discussion? What five games need to be on this next tier lower than right? Because we agree. We discussed that that Pikmin probably discuss, deserves to be on this next lower tier, right? Did we yeah. kind of uh, universally agree to that? So why don't we move I, that down yeah. to um, like twenty or something like that? Let's. let's I would say Animal Crossing. I was well, just going to say that. Yeah, I, was just I have say to agree with that. It's a great game, it's, but there are just better it, games. On it's this a great list. experience. It's not much of a game. And yeah. I would, okay. I would even argue that this might be the place where we throw Paper Mario. I would want it high on the list, but I think it could go here around Animal Crossing and Pikmin in terms of like enjoyability. I'm okay with that. Which one? I'm... Sorry, Paper Mario. Paper Mario. Like, I, personally, I'm, I think it's, like, one of the best RPGs I've ever played, but yeah, there's a kind lot of, of feel, love for Chrono Trigger. I still kind of feel like Paper Mario belongs in 11 through 15, but that could also, again, be my limited experience in RPGs. Can we, so. can we put Paper Mario at 16, then? Yeah. Uh, that's a good placeholder for it. Yeah. It's bothering me that Super Mario World and Super Metroid are both kind of in our area right now because we haven't moved them right, yet. Those are both games that are going to be like really high on the list, I think. Yeah, those are. Right, we'll just move them up there because that's where we're going to be best. arguing them anyway. Can I <laughs> sure. ask the question that's going to get into another twenty-minute discussion here? Oh, and no. Yeah, I know, and you already know what it is. How do we feel about um, Breath of the Wild being around that oh, area? No, I don't think so. That I don't know. 
them i mean again that will definitely be in my personal top 10 i think that definitely belongs in the top 15 yeah, okay, especially now, I would especially I now think that I've been 10. playing it in master mode, I've I've already put an ex another twenty five hours into the game. <laughs> then what about a game like Donkey Kong Country Two or Chrono Trigger or Metroid Prime? For what? I feel uh, here's here's a thought. Since we're talking about moving games down, yeah. why don't we figure out where Pokemon is going to go, and that'll kind of bump everything down, and then we can move into the next tier. That's fair. Pokemon is Pokemon po is five through ten. For me, uh, yeah, I would it's agree. the same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my uh, God, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm in agreement with that. <laughs> so then, if we leave Resident Evil where it is, because I don't know about you guys, but personally, I think there's much better games on this list, and I agree that Resident Evil yeah. Four is the best Resident Evil game ever. But like, I think Splatoon is a better game than Resident Evil Four. So I think yeah, it fits I, nicely right I where agree. it is. Do you guys agree? Yeah. So, I'll be honest, as for like as for the six through fifteen part of the list You don't really care. I'm yeah, I'm like actually kind of happy with I mean I would probably move Chrono Trigger down, but that's because I've never played it. Um I'm actually kinda happy with where things are laying right now, like maybe move them up and down yeah, a notch, I, but I I say swap Donkey Kong Country two and Chrono Trigger. Just based I'm, on what I'm seeing right now. I'm game for that too, but I really let's don't get there care. When, that leaves let, no RPGs in the top ten. Right, right. Let's, let's <laughs> okay. finalize this top, this uh, this next tier up, and then let's get to that next part. Because so, I'm thinking that Fire Emblem, Paper Mario, Animal Crossing, Pikmin, and um, yeah, I, I'm thinking that those are all kind of the list. Oh, and I guess Resident Evil Four, right? I mean, unless there's anything else you guys want to bump into that tier, I would make the argument that Paper Mario goes above Fire Emblem. But I actually, you know, I don't take that back just because I like and I, I realize that this is kind of a weak argument overall, but Fire Emblem just did so much for the series that I feel like it really deserves to be kind of at the top of this list of can I games. can I ask you a question, Lucas? Yeah, be my guest. Which, which if you had to sit down and play a game right now mm -hmm. and you would you rather play Fire Emblem or Paper Mario? Fire Emblem then Fire Emblem should be higher than Paper Mario. Yeah, that's fair. I would rather play Sorry, Paper not Mario again than off, even start a I think, Fire Emblem I think game. The, so. I, I think the area In where fact, I can it. kind of talk objectively... I hope I'm being objective. I hope it's not just all bias, but I love both of those games. Like, I love Paper Mario. I love Fire Emblem. I've played Fire Emblem Awakening like five times all the way through. I've probably played Paper Mario about ten times all the way through. I just... Um, a uh, quick question before we get into this debate: Are we are we discussing moving one of those out? I think of Resident this Evil section of the list. Oh no, I think we're pretty much cemented at twenty through sixteen being these five games. Which, for those of you okay. who can't see this in the podcast, are Resident Evil Four, Fire Emblem Awakening, Paper Mario, Animal Crossing, and Pikmin. My only argument would be that Resident Evil should go lower. I don't know if that's just because I don't really like Resident Evil as a series, but. I, I think we can have that argument after we rank eleven through eleven well, through fifteen. Well, no, no, no. no. The time we, to do we're doing that now. right now. Yeah, we really? need to do that right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's how. Yeah, we, we need to get right. done with this, so then we don't have to focus on this tier anymore, and we can just do fifteen through eleven. All right. Um, unless we're moving Paper Mario up out of this group, I don't really. I mean, it is such a genre mishmash in this 
like bottom half of the list that you can't even really objectively rank them. It just comes down to personal preference. Is is Fire Emblem better than Animal Crossing? I don't know. If you don't like strategy RPGs, then no, you'd rather play Animal Crossing. I, I, but that's... I guess the point I'm making is, does Resident Evil 4 really deserve to be on the top of this tier? Above Fire Emblem, Paper Mario, Animal Crossing, and Pikmin. I, for me, I would, my top of this tier, personally, would be Animal Crossing. So that's, that, throw that monkey wrench in there. I don't know what, what that means. <laughs> well, I, I have a lot of love kind of, for Resident Evil Okay, alright, let's, let's compare apples and apples. Is Fire Emblem and Pikmin are both strategy, um games one's you know turn-based and one's you know real time but regardless um is fire emblem better than pikmin in my eyes yes okay in my eyes now yes, too fire emblem and paper mario are both role-playing games you know turn-based role-playing games in one way or another is fire emblem better than paper mario as a role-playing game yes i i played more fire emblem than i did paper mario Okay, so we're okay with at least the ranking of those three games. Yeah. Right now, we're trying to decide whether Resident Evil should be put below Paper Mario or stay where it is. Well, frankly, my argument is that Resident Evil should be below Pikmin, but I, I don't know if you guys agree with that. I, Resident see, Evil I have no opinion water. one way or the my other on that, honestly. My personal list would probably be Animal Crossing, Pikmin, then Resident Evil 4, then... Paper Mario, then Fire Emblem Awakening, because I don't really have much love for Fire Emblem. So, so Eugene is all for taking this entire list and turning it upside yeah, down. My, yeah. list, my list is exactly I, what we have here, just Resident Evil at the bottom. But I, I would also have to agree that Resident Evil should be lower than Fire Emblem and Paper Mario. I can't talk to Animal Crossing because I haven't played it, and I can't talk to Pikmin because I haven't played it. So can we put think, Resident Evil in the I, middle of this tier, then, and call it a day? I mean, I... I, I think that's probably fair. I think that's probably going to get us where we need to be. That seems to be what we're leaning towards here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the thing with Resident Evil is Resident Evil has a very limited appeal. You have to be into that genre, that, that genre of not only game, but that genre of storytelling to really appreciate it. Whereas the other games in this section of the list are pretty universal. Anybody can pick up and play it and either love it or hate it. Um... Yeah, beyond beyond that, I have no, really no opinion on any of them because the only one I've actually played is Paper Mario. I don't know about you guys. I'm trying to think of this without um, without genres being like a Same. part of this, and it, it's yeah. very difficult to do. But like, I'm trying to just think like objectively: a, which game do I think is the better game, and subjectively, which game do I enjoy the most? And that's how I'm kind of trying to like rank each game by tier. Yeah, cause, uh, like, I don't know I if mean, that's the best is, way to do it, but yeah, because what is I feel a, like it's what is what is a well, I mean, but what are what is a top hundred list if not you know what Lucas just said? You know, that's what we what you have to do at the end of the day. That's what we signed up for. So I think right. that's so, what we gotta do. So why don't we walk away from this then and go on to fifteen through eleven? Sure. And then, okay. so what do we think needs to, to belong on this here? I, because it sounds like GoldenEye is going to end up here from the talks that we were just having. And before, we know that so. ARMS and Splatoon are both going to end up here. Yeah. What, so about, move what about Super Mario World? Like, Top I was 10. playing it the other day, and I love it. I think it's, like, the best 2D Mario game. But I, I do feel like there's... 
it's not like the game that I think we all necessarily think of sometimes. Like, it's a good game, but there are better games on this list that I would rather play. So for for my part, um, I'm I was with Justin in thinking that Super Mario Brothers three is better than Super Mario World. So Super Mario World is er, is kind of my token Super Mario Brothers three, which I think <laughs> is you know one you know probably the best platformer ever. So if we're thinking that <laughs> Super Mario World, which I think is you know head and heels, they're like toe and toe together, right? Super Mario three, Super Mario World. I love them both. I, I, here's an idea. How about we just change Super Mario World into the compilation card? Super Mario All-Stars plus Super Mario World. Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, and, and, we'll rate, and we'll rank it that way. Well, my argument that it, it, what I'm trying to get at is that I think that a platformer, which is genre-defying, like Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers 3, belongs to be at the top of the list. And I know, Steve, you think that Donkey Kong is probably a, better than both of those games, but... I, I think that both Donkey... I think that those types of platformers kind of maybe need to be on the next tier up, in my opinion. I I agree. I, would I be think cr- Donkey Kong I'm, and Mario World are both top ten. Let me just say, I would be comfortable, and I know you guys are going to disagree, and I'm not arguing that this should be it, but me personally, I would be comfortable with this tier including Splatoon, Arms, GoldenEye, Donkey Kong Country 2, and Chrono Trigger. Do without I, as well. I, would be I okay disagree on two. In here. I, yeah. I, I, Chrono Trigger, it, it seems like that's kind of where it belongs. I don't know that right. Donkey Kong belongs here. Yeah, I, and I, I'm willing think... to concede that, too, because I love Donkey Kong. So are we, too, but are we talking like, about swapping Donkey Kong and Chrono Trigger for right now, then? Putting well, Donkey Kong put, in the top ten and Chrono, Chrono Trigger, Trigger just out? Just put Chrono Trigger somewhere on this next list, and then we'll figure out how the list goes. Okay, um, so then we need a fifth game, basically, is what yes. we're talking about here. Um... See, this is where it gets tough for me. I'm actually fine with the five games that are in this tier right now. I was going to say, I know Metroid Prime gets a lot of love. You guys know I hate it, and I can't be objective about it because I just think it's a bad game. I think (laughs) it deserves to be above Super Metroid. I don't know how the community as a whole feels about that, but I don't think it really deserves to be any higher than it is right now. So. Okay, let, Metroid let, Prime. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Hell, I think Goldeneye is better than Metroid Prime. Let <laughs> me ha- concede that. Like, let me <laughs> um, let me have a, an argument here. Here, so I I think uh, Metroid Prime belongs on this next tier. So wh- how how do we feel about moving one of Donkey Kong Country Two or Super Mario World into this list and putting it at the top of the list? in this tier and then put in the other one somewhere on the next list and then we can have so that we can have the argument of donkey kong country and mario world right now well but you know what's going to happen yeah, but, in that argument well, steve is going to say donkey kong is better and we're all going to say mario world is better i don't know about that i, I well yeah that's the question i don't know i mean like that's... you guys have made a lot of so, yeah, good let's... arguments for donkey kong and against mario that hey, let's i'm steve kind of in agreement with <laughs> So yeah, so let me, I'm going to just go right across my screen, and I'm going to ask you guys one question, and it's, this goes back to my days at Nintendo Fever, so, you know, (laughs) sorry, but Eugene, if, okay, all you guys, I want you to think about this, you're on an island, and for whatever reason, you can only save Donkey Kong Country 2 or Mario World. Eugene, do you save Donkey Kong Country 2 or do you save Mario World? Probably Donkey Kong for me because just because there's a lot more to do. It's a, there's a lot of collectibles that are actually enjoyable to do. There's a lot of <laughs> interesting 
like maybe not power ups, but I like that there's a lot of um, like like the animals that you can ride and stuff like that, which are kind of considered right. power ups. So I would I would choose Donkey Kong for me. Okay, so Eugene, you're Donkey Kong. Justin, you're next Donkey on my Kong. list. Donkey Kong. Donkey um, Kong. The the music, the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, Mus- the challenge. Yeah, the music. I mean, Super Mario World is pretty challenging, but Donkey Kong Country challenges you, but it's fair, but it's hard, and and like uh, Eugene said, the stuff you can unlock and all the achievements you can accomplish. I've done everything that can possibly be done in Super Mario World. I have never completed Donkey Kong Country 2. It took me over a decade to complete Donkey Kong Country 1, so I would still be playing that game. Lucas, because I I want to hear your vote. (laughs) Okay, well, let me preface this by saying that I'm willing to say that Donkey Kong Country 2 is the better platformer, objectively. If I was on an island and I could only play one of these two for the rest of my life, I'd pick Mario World. Because I get bored with Donkey Kong Country 2, and I don't get bored with Mario. But, um, okay. again, that's personal preference. You've made a lot of good points for Donkey Kong Country 2. Um, right. I honestly think that Mario World is probably the better game, at least for me. But they're both so good. I-, I feel like there's a part of me that's nostalgia-blinded by Donkey Kong Country 2. And maybe that's why I'm so hesitant to really give it a high score, because I don't want my nostalgia to interfere with like my objectivity. But right. I had a lot of fun with Donkey Kong Country 2 as a kid. That was like my platformer of choice. I still would so. prefer to be playing Super Mario World right now, but I'm willing to put it at spot 11. That being said, I think it deserves to be spot 11 if it's going to be in this tier. Mario World or Donkey Kong deserves to be at spot 11? Mario World. Okay, and so for me, obviously Donkey Kong, and to your point, Lucas... I have completed Mario World three, maybe four times that I can remember. I complete Donkey Kong, the entire Donkey Kong Country trilogy, at least once a year. And see, that's I'm... one of those games I go back My to. My God, that's like your Lord of the Rings. And <laughs> it is kind of the reverse there, Steve. I've played Mario World probably for as many years as I've been alive, and Donkey Kong Country two. I think I've played to completion maybe three times. So right, yeah. So so based I say on Donkey that, Kong Country because of the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. So based well, on I... that, I would have to say Donkey Kong Country 2 at number 10 and maybe Mario World at number 11. I don't even know if we want to put Donkey Kong Country 2 at number 10, but I think Mario World deserves to be at number 11. I think Donkey right. Kong and Country I... 2 still has some fight in it. I can get behind that. Yeah. Like, personally, I know I haven't really played it as much as I have like watched other people play stupid it. stupid cat. But um, I might argue, like when we get into the next year, that Donkey Kong Country right. 2 belongs above a game like Chrono Trigger. That's just me. Right. But for now, I think okay. Mario World goes at slot 11. So yeah, so as far as the 11 through 15... Okay, well, let, then... let's... Yeah, so let's let's try and nail it down. So we, it sounds so, like yeah, Mario so... World is going in here, right? Yeah, yeah, Mario World needs to be number eleven. Would you like I don't to think do I've, the honors? I don't think I've yeah. uh, I, I'd ever see the day when a Mario two D platformer, a classic Mario two D platformer, gets bumped out of the top ten. Well, and let me just say, I think one of the biggest weaknesses with this list, and I think the list that we've started making individually too, because we love lists, is that oh, um, they're all basically what we do with these lists is we choose like the best game of the genre to avoid the list being too repetitive and um then we we have that 
we have that game basically represent the entire series, you know? Sure. So maybe and, maybe yeah. we would say that Super Mario World and Mario 3 both deserve to be on this list, and then maybe we would say that Mario 3 <laughs> deserves to be a lot higher up. But what we're doing is we're forcing ourselves to categorize all of the Mario 2D platformers sure. by Super Mario World. We're doing the same right. thing with Pokemon, we're doing the same thing with Smash Bros. and Mario Kart 8, but that's well, just which is like why, for the sake which of... Is why I was- which well, is why I was kind of jokingly saying, let's, you know, call Super Mario World that compilation cart, because really, there needs to be a 2D Mario game on here, but, you know, ooh, nobody well, can agree on which one's the best. But that's the thing, and that that becomes the problem with, I think, really almost all lists, which is yes. why maybe for, like, episode 500, if we decide to do a list, maybe we should, like, rank series or something. That'd that might be, cool. be a fun way to do it, you know? And I know that would be a shit show. But a fun one, I think. Like, to argue for the merits of every, like, 3D Zelda game versus every 2D Zelda game versus every 3D Mario. That's for a whole nother time, but... For now, I think yeah. we've kind of got our list. And if nobody objects, that, that sounds I'll read like it a off, good adventure so. for a slow news week. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think um, let, let's read it off real quick then, because we do have listeners who are going to be completely confused trying to make out what we're doing here without um, um, visual. And um, the chat have... is completely upset with my decision on that. Sorry, chat. <laughs> oh, but I was actually, here last week, so screw you all. <laughs> the, the five games that we have in this middle tier are Super Mario World, Golden Eye, Metroid Prime, Arms, and Splatoon. But now we have to rank these games, because we have to choose which one belongs at the yeah. top of the tier and which one belongs at the bottom. I argue for Mario World at the top, personally. I agree. Um, I'm willing to concede that Metroid Prime is a much-beloved game, and as much as I absolutely hate it, I'm willing to put it at spot 12. I'd, although, do you guys think GoldenEye deserves to be above it? I know in the chat a lot of people were saying Metroid Prime is the better game, but what do you guys think? Uh, Metroid Prime over GoldenEye, in my opinion. That's kind of where I, I, I stand, Six of too. one, half dozen of the other for me. I mean, they're, they're both first-person shooters. The similarities end there. I mean, you know, GoldenEye was really all about the uh, quick quick reflexes the multiplayer you know all that whereas metroid prime was all about taking it slow exploration it was only single player like they're both so good at what they do as for like a subjective personal opinion i would much rather play goldeneye than metroid prime but um i don't know if everybody agrees for me i would go Prime above Goldeneye. Um, okay, so let's put Prime above Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that that's kind of the group consensus. I mean, I know you probably don't agree with that, Justin, but you know. I mean, the to, the the merits of Metroid Prime is it did kind of create its own subgenre that never existed. The first person exploration, which has become. You know, stuff like, you know, Skyrim and, you know, things like that. I mean, this idea of exploring a world in first person rather than just blowing everything up in first person. <sighs> and I'm so. willing to put, um, just going back to like this tier, I'm willing to put ARMS below GoldenEye because that seems to be where we would lean as a group. Personally, I think ARMS is better than GoldenEye and Metroid Prime, I, but um, I think I, ARMS deserves to be above Splatoon is what I'm getting. I am willing, I'm willing to put ARMS above GoldenEye. Um, I have no opinion because I've never Gold, played Arms, but Goldeneye I, above Splatoon. Well, I I'm good with that either way. I'm 
honestly very neutral on Goldeye and Splatoon. Personally, I think Arms belongs above it. But what do you think? I think I I think it, I think it's good as is. To be honest with you, I think Splatoon mm. belongs to be at the bottom of this tier. I I think I Arms I think Arms is kind of fair or not. I think Arms is kind of interlocked with Splatoon in in our list so i think it de- kind of deserves to be right next to it all That's everybody's arguments about about arms are valid like you know it's 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 new and everything but for those who have played it as much i know you've played it a ton lucas i don't know what my play clock is but i i was looking at it um, like a week ago, I, and I know I was already at like 50 hours into the game, you know, and that's a lot for a, a competitive game for me, so. I um, uh, I just want to say, I actually think ARMS and Gold and I have a lot in common sure. as, I'm, as I'm thinking about them, because they are both kind of I mean, ARMS is admittedly a fighting game but it's a very unique kind of fighting game, and I feel like they both are kind of like genre defining, admittedly you know, limited for what they are titles. So I, I think you could kind of put them in either spot and it really wouldn't change yeah. much. Well, like, personally, well, I like ARMS more than GoldenEye. But my, my argument for Ar- uh, GoldenEye above ARMS is that GoldenEye has a more bu- uh, robust single player than um, ARMS does. You know, like, the, the ARMS single player is... It, it's hard. Like, don't get me wrong. It's really hard to get the the rank 7 and beat it all the way through. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's as interesting as what GoldenEye was doing then at the time and even now. So, I don't know. That's fair. And see, for me, that argument doesn't mean anything to me because what did I play in GoldenEye? The multiplayer. What do I play in ARMS? The multiplayer. So, for me, it's kind of what Lucas was saying. They're See, the same thing. But the thing well, that... I mean, for me, I probably play, have played single player for GoldenEye as much as I played multiplayer. So, and since I don't have friends, um, <laughs> single player is important for me. So, if ARMS has, like, no worthwhile single player, or single player is basically just, like, playing multiplayer without the other person... Which, I don't know, never played it, but if that's the case, then I would definitely put GoldenEye above it, because I can, you know, play through a couple of levels in GoldenEye and be satisfied with my single-player experience, and not feel like I'm missing out on anything. The way I'm justifying this is that, um, like, Time Splitters 3 for me, it's like my GoldenEye. It's very similar, just in terms of, like, actual gameplay. And I don't really know much about GoldenEye's story mode because I've only ever done multiplayer. But I really There's enjoyed a movie. the fact that... Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's a game that we're reviewing, not the movie. And, you know, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you want the story for yeah. GoldenEye, yeah. watch the movie. <laughs> but, but I guess my point is that, yes, GoldenEye has a story mode to it. And that alone justifies, I think, being above arms. Personally, I would probably put Time Splitters above arms, too. So that's how I'm justifying putting a game that I don't particularly enjoy over a game that has quickly become one of my all-time favorites. So I'm, I'm I'll be honest, I guess what I I'm almost saying is I'm good time with the list. <laughs> I almost put Time Splitters 2 on the list for last week, so I'm totally with you on that one, Lucas. Yeah, so I'm I'm okay with this list as it is. And, and, I and think Time Splitters actually are? has kind of crappy single yeah, player story. That but... sounds good to me. Well, I mean, it looks good to me at this yeah. point. Like I think okay. all the games on the list I, I I want to object with Justin real quick. And okay, all right, all right. Let me, all right. Let me, let me, let Time me qualify. Time Three has really good story mode. Time Splitters Two I haven't played story enough mode of it. sucks. All right, well, let me let me qualify my better game. It's really good in single player. So play it, please. Play. It. All right. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I will. I will definitely put that on my list. Uh, let me qualify my statement by saying, on a level to level basis, Time Splitters Two has an awesome single player as a cohesive experience single storyline. Time Splitters is just a mess, like the whole franchise. <laughs> well, t- we, Time Splitters ain't on this list, y'all. So let's move on to yeah. to this. Can we solidify that eleven through twenty five is pretty much locked in at this point? We I can't can. believe we bumped Super Mario World out of the top ten, but <laughs> now but I can't I can't disagree with it. I don't get I got I don't get Minecraft, so I get this. In a super sexy voice, I will now read off for you listeners at home eleven through fifteen on our list. Eleven through twenty five. Oh, you want to do eleven through twenty five? Might might as well. May as well. Know. Yeah. Okay, so this is where we've ranked the bottom. A few games then. Um, number 11 is Super Mario World. Number 12 is Metroid Prime. 13 is GoldenEye. 14 is ARMS. 15 is Splatoon. 16, Fire Emblem Awakening. 16, Fire Emblem Awakening. I don't know if I stuttered there. 17 is Paper Mario. 18, Resident Evil 4. 19, Animal Crossing. 20, Pikmin. 21, Star Fox 64. 22, Final Fantasy VI. That's Final Fantasy III in the U.S. Don't ask. 23, Kirby's Adventure. 24, Mario Maker. And 25, Xenoblade Chronicles. Again, we're sorry, everyone. We know it's your favorite game. So now we have the deathly hard part. Final Fantasy VI is only Final Fantasy III on the Super Nintendo for every other release on the Game Boy Advance, on the PlayStation, everything, it was Final Fantasy VI. Because it is Final Fantasy VI. Right. So so I I don't see any need in qualifying that anymore. It's Final Fantasy VI. It was only known as three on the Super Nintendo, and then they changed it back. Okay, so let me um, say this much now. I think we need to take the stars off the top five games for this na- next portion of the top ten. Agreed. I, I, I think okay. that there's some, some maybe some changes to be made out of there. What do you so guys think? So we don't. So I we don't actually... think. Oh, okay. uh, I was gonna say we don't think anything six through ten is going to crack the top five. Is that what you're saying, Eugene? No, I, 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 no, I think that I think that I would for me. I don't uh, for me, Pokemon is going to be. It would I would argue for in top five. So. That yeah, I, po- I I would argue maybe Pokemon and Super Metroid, but those are, those are the only two arguments I would have to for some of the games to get into the top five. Quite honestly, I think the top five looks pretty solid. I might switch around Ocarina of Time and A Link to the Past, but uh, well, I'm I, okay with that too. If but, you guys are in a consensus, well, I, I'm not in okay terms with that. Of, no, not the switching though, <laughs> but just like keeping the list as it is up there. Yeah. Like I think personally, so, so, those top five games aren't going to get bumped for me. What do you guys okay. think? The only the only way that I would bump anything out of the top five. No, I don't even think I could do that. I was going to say because you can't swap Pokemon for Mario sixty four. There's no way. The only well, the only way you could do it is if you take one of the Zeldas out and put Pokemon in. And yeah. and that's a hard that's a hard argument to make because I think Link to the Past is the pinnacle of 2D Zelda and uh, Ocarina of Time is the pinnacle of well, I mean for I'm being on the at, list. I'm looking at Mario Kart, y'all. Yeah, I, that's true. Oh god, I, I don't think so. I mean each one of these games is just so iconic to like I own a Nintendo system. This is right. what I play on Nintendo. Like, I mean, 
every every Nintendo themed like get together either involves Mario Kart or Smash. I don't think you can really. Um, catch them. Yeah, I I hate and... to disagree with you on that one, Lucas, but I have put more hours into either Pokemon X or Pokemon whatever the last one is, uh, Moon than I have into my last three versions of Mario Kart. Well, and I have two. Okay, I mean, you but... know where I sit on Pokemon, but that's the right. subject... Again, I, I keep bringing this up, but that's like the subjective part of the argument. I feel like yeah, objectively, I mean, I think... Mario Kart is just so much more, like, like globally, I mean, if you're gonna have a... globally recognized and accessible and just, like... More than Pokemon, game. though? I don't know about he... that. Pokemon, okay, right, Pokemon is... Here's... If we're talking as far as, like, multiplayer experiences, though, I mean, you can only play Pokemon with one other person at a time. You can, you can, (laughs) you can, you know, I mean, Mario Kart, you can have, like, three or four people over, you know, Smash Brothers, you know, you can have four, hell, you can get nine people playing Smash Brothers all at once in the same room. I mean, that right there is a unique and just revolutionary experience right there. Okay, so it's Pokemon like, it sounded like we're not going to be moving this list, y'all. It sounded right. like the stars are the stars is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I kind of think that's I, how it needs yeah. to be. I don't think we're going to be able to make the argument to get Pokemon into the top 5. It I needs think it's to be I mean, certainly right not slot 60. Yeah. I, I yeah, would, I'm I agree. definitely cool with keeping Pokemon at 6. Okay. Uh, then uh, if if Pokemon's at 6, then I I'm actually arguing Breath of the Wild at six, but if if we're saying Pokemon six, then Breath of the Wild has to be seven. I'm yeah. cool with that. I'm willing to put Breath of the Wild at seven. Um, I don't yeah. think it's the best game by far, but I mean, I'd probably rather play it than any of the other three games. On the well, list, and so. you you got to remember, <laughs> at number seven, it's still below A Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time, which well, that's I'm the okay thing, with. Yeah, and for me, it's like my fifth favorite zelda of all time so having it as the third in the list is pretty fair really sure <laughs> okay well then let's go do that so what do we think about eight not uh eight nine and ten like i'm thinking chrono trigger probably is the okay at the bottom of the list right I agree. i'm i'm okay with that and now never the part played where it we i I would put Donkey Kong Country above Super Metroid, and I say that as a huge, I... huge same huge Huge Metroid fan who thinks Super Metroid is one of the best games of all time. But I'm not I, arguing this, so I'm swapping it. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country 2, you guys just really sold a good point. Like, I mean, it's a good game, and I think they're both great. So honestly, I love Super Metroid, but Super awesome. Metroid, I, I just I find Super Metroid to be an acquired taste, even within. Even as a lover of the Metroid games, Super Metroid did not hook me like. Um, Zero Mission or, you know, uh, some of the other Metroid games have. Um, I just found, like, once you got... It was too easy to get lost, and it wasn't always rewarding to find when you found your way. Um, I think we all kind of agree that it belongs where it belongs, right? Yeah. So I don't know if we really have to keep tearing into a game that I really like. (laughs) No, Metroid... in my oh, opinion, Metroid and it's in a general is game. an acquired taste. What was that, Steve? I said, in my opinion, Metroid in general is an acquired taste. Well, yeah, but you sorry, have kind of a, You have kind of a Metroid <laughs> bias, so like, I mean, yeah. like you know, in the same way that I have kind of a Golden Eye and Chrono Trigger bias. Like, mm-hmm. there there are games that we're not going to enjoy, but 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think like like a group of Nintendo fanboys right now. Sure. Which <laughs> so basically are we? <laughs> are we ready to set six through ten in stone already? I think, I think we so. Are. I think so. Why? Uh, why don't you read that for us, Justin? Six through ten. Oh, we're not going to have Lucas do it. All right, for, sure. <laughs> I mean, why not? Somebody I'll else, add. right? Ladies and gentlemen, the Infendo <laughs> Top 25 Nintendo Games of All Time. Starting with number six, Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Number seven, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number eight, Donkey Kong Country 2. Number nine, Super Metroid. Number ten, Chrono Trigger. Should I go to the bottom of the list? No. no I think we're no. good. Yeah. Okay, number 11 through 25... Listen till the end of the show. <laughs> so here's, here's where I am, guys. Like, personally speaking, I would switch Ocarina and A Link to the Past, but I'm willing to not. I think the top list looks pretty damn perfect. I'm, uh, I would argue I'm tooth actually... and nail that Super Mario 64 deserves to be the number one game. Like, I was actually going to say bumping it down, because... I mean, I love Super Mario 64. In fact, I'm replaying it again for the first time in years and still loving it. But it's rough around the edges. See, I don't think which, it's I mean, which can still Which can be said about Ocarina of Time as well. Well, and A Link but, to the Past, frankly. I mean, like, all three of them are older games. And, I mean, if, if we're taking that into account, are a little rough around the edges. But I don't well, know. I just... I just I, think it's the best of the three, personally. I So it sounds like those are going to be the top three, though. Can we agree on that? Maybe Smash and Mario Kart don't belong in the top three? I'm yeah, willing I'm willing to that. make that concession. Um, yeah. Okay, can, can we just do a quick poll and figure out 2D versus 3D Zelda? Because I think you guys prefer 2D. Mm. I prefer 3D. I always rank 2D I, Zelda games lowest on my list. But can, okay. we, can we just have the discussion real quick and not make it a huge ordeal? <laughs> um, all right. As as a general rule, as far as overall enjoyment, game per game and whatnot, I'm with you, Lucas. 3D is definitely the bigger, more immersive experience, and I would much rather play, if I were to sit down and commit myself to a Zelda game, I would much rather do it on a 3D game like Ocarina than on A Link to the Past. However... A Link to the Past is such a solid game, and it laid the groundwork of every Zelda game that followed it until Breath of the Wild kind of broke the mold. And and it did it for being the first game and the first Zelda game to use that formula. It was pretty much perfect from the get-go. And, I mean, the story was great. The world was fun to explore. The dungeons were brilliant. Um, the difficulty was... And that's another thing is... Link to the Past actually gets pretty difficult towards the end. Ocarina of Time, as long as you're picking up heart containers, you could completely destroy Ganon without losing all... Without using a single fairy. So, I mean, and Link to the Past, Ganon is still a pretty tough contest, even if you know what you're doing. Um... I just think A Link to the Past did everything right. And even though Ocarina of Time did as well, Link to the Past did it first. I think for me, like, again, subjectively speaking, Ocarina of Time just has a lot more that grabs me. The characters are more interesting. The environments are more interesting. I have more fun. Well, hold on just a sec, though. Like, I have more fun playing Ocarina of Time 
than I do playing A Link to the Past. Ocarina of Time is the one that I usually pick up when I'm bored. A Link to the Past is the one that I say, like, I feel like a challenge. Let's play A Link to the Past. Objectively, I think you're right. I think A, a Link to the Past is, like, the first true Zelda game compared to, you know, some of the older entries that just aren't really Zelda. And I, I think it does get props too. for that. <laughs> and that's why I'm not, like, furious at the thought of putting A Link to the Past above Ocarina of Time. I think we can do it. If this was my list, it wouldn't go there, just because all right. 2D Zelda games for me, including A Link to the Past, are just, they're, they're more boring. Like, there's something about that <coughs> formula for me that doesn't work, and I've played a ton of A Link to the Past, but well, I me, think let for me, the sake of art... 2D Zelda games are more of a game, whereas 3D Zelda games are more of an experience. I, I think it's I kind agree of... with that. I, I'm, I'm just saying yeah. that I'm perfectly fine with putting A Link to the Past above Ocarina of Time, is what I'm trying to get at. It's not let, my let choice, get, but I agree with the Let me uh, get my piece in here, just to, just to answer your question, Lucas, about You can get your piece in wherever Zelda. you want, Eugene. Well, I, well, I'm trying, but y'all keep blabbing <laughs> your fucking mouth. Uh, um, 2D versus 3D, that's you can't. You said to, for me to answer that question without a, a big elaborate conversation. Well, I can't do it. Neither can Justin. Obviously, like that's a really hard conversation for me to have. You know, like I can do it. I I, I would I would I don't Shut know. Shut up, which, Steve. You're not part of this conversation. I really don't know which one I would pick. <laughs> pick first like i i would i would much it just depends on on my mood right so like i i, I can't say one way or the other on this list i i am gonna agree with justin because link to the past did everything that ocarina of time did right just in a 2d in a 2d space but it did it first and it did it well you know like it, i mean ocarina of time did some different things that obviously link to the past couldn't do because it was on a 2d plane sure but like it set the formula for what all Zeldas would pretty much do and still do now, you know, barring Breath of the Wild since it broke the formula again. But like that, that you know, that was the, the blueprint for Zelda for the longest time, Link to the Past, you know, 2D or 3D. It, that, and I think it deserves recognition because of it. And you do know I will that say I'm agreeing to... with that point, right? right. That I'm not Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that as far as dungeons go... Um, Ocarina of Time definitely beats A Link to the Past. Ocarina of Time has amazing dungeons. The overworld, like actual exploration and everything like that, Link to the Past has it. Ocarina of Time just feels so empty most of the time. So, so go ahead, Steve. Since you have, I was going to say if I can answer the question at hand, I am looking from when I did my list at my top five Zelda games, and I for a long time thought I was a two D Zelda person. My top game is Link's Awakening. My other four in my top five are all 3D <laughs> games. So by default, that makes me a 3D person. Well, I, uh, I but think... there have been a lot more of right. the 3D games. I mean, uh, all right. I, I mean, yes, the Capcom games exist. They're thing. They're canonical. But for I always feel like the Capcom developed Zelda games feel a little off. The Oracle games and Minish Cap, just, they were great games. They never felt like Zelda to me. So to me, the 3D to 2D argument is really quantity. There are a lot more, like, amazing 3D Zelda games than there are amazing 2D Zelda games. But a couple okay. of those 2D Zelda games so are pretty like darn amazing. It sounds like we're all making the same argument here. Yeah, guys, we right? feel so, like yeah. Link's Awakening beats out Ocarina of Time. Yeah, so let's let's move. Wait, what? <laughs> a link to the past. 
Whatever. <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, do, what do we think about four and five? Like, I'm I objectively would rather play Smash than Mario Kart, but as a, a oh you my know, gosh, as a really? Nintendo, as a Nintendo game, as an as like a Nintendo fanboy podcast, I can see that Mario Kart is has way more appeal than a Smash Brothers game does. But like, do we want to move those at all? Do we want to leave them as is? Yeah, I I actually think Mario Kart Eight deserves to be above Smash Four. Just like like they're both great games and they both represent great franchises. I think Mario Kart Eight does a lot more to advance the series forward and really perfect the formula than Smash Four does. And I, I guess as like a last point of contention, I think it's pretty much agreed by a majority of Mario Kart players that Eight is like the definitive version. Smash Four still has contention with melee fanboys. I think sure. it's the best version. Uh, but you there can't are people... please Melee fanboys. Well, but the thing <laughs> is, there are people that argue that Smash 4 isn't the best game of its genre. And I think overall, people tend to think that Mario Kart 8 is the best game of its genre. With yeah. with exceptions, clearly. So that's right. why I would put Mario Kart 8 above Smash 4. I, I, okay, you, you convinced uh, me. The, <laughs> the, I mean, the only argument I would make about Smash is that you there are infinite, near-infinite ways you can play it. If you, like, for example... I like the insanity of having items and having the environmental hazards and having, you know, the various handicaps and stuff like that. You guys tend to like the tournament play with a flat world and no items and stuff like that. Uh, You know, there's the HP, the stamina mode. There's, you know, playing with various levels of um, hand, uh, not handicap, but damage you know which items you have on which items you have off which stages you use which, um i mean the only argument i would put in uh, if you for your consideration for smash being above mario kart is its flexibility you can make smash the game that the the better game than mario kart with the options that they give you that's fair. I still don't know if it really beats out the overall <laughs> argument, though. I mean, I mean, right. there is there is stuff that you can do to customize your Mario Kart 8 experience when you're playing with people. Like, you can set a tournament to be, you know, like, all explosive giant items. And, like, you know, you can do battle mode. You can do time trials. It's not as all-encompassing as Smash 4. But I think it has enough features that that doesn't completely, like, dwarf it out when we're comparing the two, you know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm I I am fine with them either way, and I'm actually probably leaning more towards Kart being above Smash. But I just wanted to kind of throw that argument in there in case anybody else agreed with it. I guess I guess for the same reason Mario Maker is down towards the bottom of the list because of its customizability. You can break Mario Maker to make it not fun anymore. You can break Smash. To make it not fun anymore by, you know, taking out all the items and playing on a flat world. Or putting in all the crappy items and playing on gimmicky <laughs> worlds. Yeah, no, totally get <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so it sounds like that's going to be set there. Where does, does Santa Maraglass come here? I'm a little there confused. it is. I was wondering when you were going to notice that. Don't look at me. It wasn't well, me. It does have the best graphics of any handheld uh, video game. So. Uh, see my, I hope you can see my eye roll in HD. Oh, yeah. I saw it even, even from I'm, the I'm corner. looking through the chat to see if Mike happened to notice no, it, but I'm he's not, not here anymore. I'm not screen sharing, so none, can, nobody's getting the fucking joke. Can, can I start soapboxing for Mario 64, please? Can I do my little argument here? 
Well, so first, first, are we? Get, does that mean that we're that we're probably going to leave Ocarina of Time at three? Then is that what's happening here? Okay. Yeah, that's good for me. Get yeah. get on your soapbox yeah. then. Okay, and again, these aren't all necessarily points I agree with, but I think they're points that deserve to be raised all the same. Um, it's objectively the game that like created 3D Mario games and pretty much like defined what a 3D platformer game should be in general. A 3D it's, anything game. <laughs> it's one of the most beloved games of all time. It's such a tight game that to this day people speedrun it, and you know there's like a huge community for it. I think more than just about any other game. It's a game that can be enjoyed at the most competitive level, at the simplest level. It doesn't require you to 100% to beat it, but it gives you the option. There's so much customization in the way that you approach the game. You can pretty much choose whatever challenges you want to complete. It doesn't force you into any kind of shoehorned experience. It's just so unlike any other video game, like even by today's standards when we're talking about 3D games that I feel like it deserves the spot where it's at. It, it, it stands as a historical game. It stands, I, in my opinion, as a modern game. And while it doesn't even touch my top games personally, I think when we're talking about the best game of all time, it just deserves to be where it's at. Like, I, I think compared to the other games on the list, Mario 64, despite your own personal preferences, is just like one of the best games Nintendo has ever produced. I, I definitely don't have a strong I'm, enough argument against you. So, Justin, if you want to take a stab at it, go ahead. Uh, no, no, actually, I was going to actually add to what Lucas was saying was that <laughs> even, even, well, it's the top game on the list, and I think we're all in agreement of it. So, let's gush about it for a little sure, while. Sure. Super, so, Mario, Super Mario if, 64. For being one of the first fully 3D games ever made, still looks good. The simplicity of the graphics is in are in its favor. Um, yes, it's low poly. Yes, it's you know the the uh, textures are low resolution and you know few and far between. But because of that, it has this timeless, cartoony look that works not only. For for a Mario game and you know as a as a franchise but it makes the game timeless I mean we were talking about Super Mario 64 DS earlier it might have been before the show and they improved the graphics on Super Mario 64 DS and honestly I couldn't care less I still play Super Mario 64 on my you know big screen TV and think it looks phenomenal in 480p. <laughs> well, before Steve jumps in here and uh, and tries to tell us why um, Shovel Knight should be at number one or something. <laughs> Let, no, I, I wasn't going to go I, with I, Shovel Knight, but yeah, I'll get there. I, I want to agree with, with you guys on all points, and I and I literally have no argument against it. I, I think Link to the Past is a great game, but what Mario 64 did for not only the Mario genre, but for just 3D in general, like it pretty much defined how, how gaming companies did 3D cameras, right? When you think about it, like, so it, I, I, I have no arguments against that game. So Steve, why don't you get your piece in? Hang on, I'm, I'm uh, Googling something as we speak. I am Googling the list of best-selling video games of all time. According to Wikipedia, the source of all knowledge and truth, Lucas already knows where I'm going with this. Yes. So, Jesus Christ, get get this shit out of here. Minecraft (laughs) is number two on the list, only to Tetris. Okay, and and, and 
let me also argue that second only to Tetris, Minecraft has been on the most different platforms. So also, yeah, also correct. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if you put it on everything, everyone's gonna play it like I your guess mom. The, counter, the counterpoint. Oh come on. The counterpoint to that because <laughs> I, I disagree with you, Steve. Just in terms of like how I feel about Minecraft, I admit that right. it's a great game, and I did argue for it to stay on the list, as you'll recall I know, thank in the you. last episode. I do. But I do. Um, it should have stayed the, on the list. I'm with you. The <laughs> counterpoint to Minecraft being on every system, so of course it's going to sell more. Is it's also a good enough game that you know it sees success on every platform and manages to yes. sway a large audience. You know, no matter what system it's on. That being said, Minecraft isn't even up for debate in this particular topic, but right, we all know you love is, it, Steve. Yes, which <laughs> is where I was getting. It. So, since I can't have Minecraft in the top five, then Mario 64 has to take it. It is... <laughs> if it's if it's between Mario 64 and A Link to the Past, it's gotta be Mario 64 on number one, unless y'all are willing to flip Ocarina of Time and I, I don't A Link like to, to the Past. I li- don't like to... B- Base link, uh, lists like this on like ticket sales or stuff like that because like fucking no. Transformers and I, is and like I, one of the best selling movies <laughs> of all time. And and, and I'm actually no, and I'm actually not. I just threw that in as a complete joke. Okay. But you know, as if if Ocarina of Time is number three and Link to the Past is number two, then by default Mario sixty four has to be number one. There's no debate, so, guys. This is the first time in Infendo history that we've all agreed on something. And I think even Mike would agree on it because I know Mike loves this game. So, like, I'm hoping that all five of us maybe come together and form, like, the happiest Voltron. (laughs) So, now... now I've never watched Voltron. Can we, you know, go for, like, Power Rangers or Super Sentai or something? (laughs) I'm good with that. So... Now, you guys know I come from a customer customer service background of where I'm not going to get into because I don't want to on this show. Since the listener is always correct by my background, Jacob says we must flip Link to the Past with Pokemon. So the listener is always right, right? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I, like, personally, and I know we've kind of already had this discussion, so I won't get way into it. Right. But, um... Yeah, I, I just, like, I love Pokemon. You know I love Pokemon. And my own list, actually, my own list is not that high up, but it should be because it's an amazing game. And monster-catching games are, like, one of my favorite subgenres of all time. But I just think that it's so hard to say at this point. The, the best games of all time are, like, all on this list with the exception of a few, like, personal choices. Sure. But it, it's a good game. It's a really good game. I think A Link to the Past beats it out, though. Like, I, I just do. And we, yeah. we're going to have to agree that, you know, the way we did this with the tiers is the way that we're doing it. And what we've chosen right. is, you know, our our top list of all time based on our little meta score of the four of us with a little yeah. soul input from Mike. And the chat. <laughs> yep, and the chat. So, all right. Well, no, Steve, I'm, I'm Steve, happy why don't with you, the way the list turned out. Steve, why don't you read the list for us? <clears throat> All right, so because I like to be different, starting at number 25 and working our way to the top. Um, Number 25, Xenoblade Chronicles. Number 24, Mario Maker. 23 is Kirby's Adventure. 22 is Final Fantasy VI. 21 is Star Fox 64. 20 is Pikmin. 19 is Animal Crossing. 
18 is Resident Evil 4, 17 is Paper Mario, 16 is Fire Emblem Awakening, 15 is Splatoon, 14 is ARMS, 13 is GoldenEye, 12 is Metroid Prime, 11 is Super Mario World, and it shocks me that it sat low on the list. <laughs> Number 10 is Chrono Trigger. You argued for it that low on the list. I know. <laughs> uh, sorry, number 10 is Mar uh, Chrono Trigger Number 9 is Super Metroid Number 8 is Donkey Kong Country 2 Number 7 is Breath of the Wild Number 6 is Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver Number 5 is Super Smash Bros. 4 Number 4 is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Number 3 <laughs> is Ocarina of Time Number two is A Link to the Past, and our number one game is Super Mario 64. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> um, can, can I just say before we start to close out and move on to change the system, which I assume we're still doing, that yeah. I think if we all decided to do this list a few months from now and we let like our memories wipe of this event, we could very <laughs> easily have put like half of these games in a different list or had a totally different top 25 list. Because they're they're all really good games, and I think lists like this are so subjective that you gotta just take it as like a fun activity and know that maybe there are days when you will think one game is better than the other. I think overall right. our opinions would be kind of the same, but we could come back to this in a year and have like a completely different list. So it's not like we're saying that definitively by law this isn't Splatfest. These are not the best games of all time, now and forever. This is just episode four hundred one, our little zeitgeist opinion. Yeah, I remember um, you know, I used to be a subscriber to Electronic Gaming Monthly, and uh, the it was issue 100, they did the top 100 games of all time, and Tetris was the top of the list, mm -hmm. and which makes perfect sense. Like, same argument as Minecraft, it's on everything, it's fun on everything, you can't, it's timeless, anyone can play it, you, you know, you can't beat it. And then, you know, uh, a few years later, when they did the list on uh i think it was 150 all of a sudden super metroid is the number one game of all time now super metroid was on seven in the first list they did and then suddenly jumps up to number one now i don't know where it would place now it's probably you know way back in 15 if they're because you know they you you know we're of course a multi-platform publication but uh yeah to like you know lucas was saying what our best games are right now could be completely different a year from now, not only because new games come out, but because you start to look at certain games in a different light. And certain trends that are happening in the industry and, you know, like how, yeah, like how nowadays there's so many different Super Metroid games that that's probably right. why Super Metroid is low on our list, right? Because there's a, a Super Metroid alike coming out every other day, so... See, and I don't play a whole lot of them because I'm as much as I loved, you know, the first and fourth and fifth Metroid games, those being, of course, the original Fusion and Zero Mission. I guess I'm kind of leaving out the Prime games. But as much as I loved those games, it's not a genre that's ever really completely hooked me. Um, I don't like wandering aimlessly for hours on end. I, when I played Super Metroid for my retro review, I was totally using SNES maps and save states and all that stuff because the game drove me absolutely bonkers. I would never have been able to play it back 
on the Super Nintendo. Let's not forget, too, that this was a really big year for two of probably the biggest Nintendo franchises of all time. We had Breath of the Wild, which has completely, for good or for bad, shaped our entire opinion of every Zelda game and forced us to reanalyze what we think of a Zelda game. And we have Super Mario Odyssey coming out, which has a fair deal of hype to it. I don't think that affected our decision for... I'm Italian. I talk with my arms. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even looking at the video. I'm just dancing to the theme oh, song. Okay. Oh, but, but yeah. In like, my head. I don't, I don't think that that affected our opinion of Mario 64 as the number one game, but it very well could have in some subconscious way because we're all very excited for Mario Odyssey. Lucas. And in the same Lucas. way... I think that maybe the reason we have two Zeldas right up there at the top has something to do with the fact that we're all getting off of a really big Zelda high. So, you know, yeah, I'm Lucas, sure Lucas, that... Lucas, 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 I'll be your one-up girl. Oh, gosh. Well, maybe that's as good a place as any to cut all this drivel and give us a moment to prepare for uh, change the system. I don't know, Eugene, you're in charge. What do you think? I'm, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I was going to say, you've pretty much been leading this whole section I've been from very the talkative be- from tonight, the beginning. I'm sorry. I know I've been like 90% of this group's voice. It's, I hope it's, because I... you, it's because Eugene actually said your name once for the for once. So Yeah, I, my sensei noticed once. me, so Brain now I'm really broke. excited. Yeah. Well, I, no, I think you're right. I think that um, we ought to let Steve say his last piece here about the list <laughs> before we move on, because I've already said mine. And y'all definitely think... said yours, so why don't we shut up and let Steve have a moment? I'm happy with it. Thank God it's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do I do actually want to do a shameless plug. Um, a lot of you know I wasn't on 400 because I was on vacation. Um, because of that, that kind of spurred me to write a top 25 list of my favorite games, which is different from this list. Um, this was more of a best games, mine is a favorite games. So if you guys want to see that, it went on. It went up at infendo.com today. Um, Lucas has one going up. When does yours go up, Lucas? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. And then I think Eugene is what, Friday? Friday. So yeah, so look for those to come out because you'll find that, yes, we were all on this panel and did this list, but I think you'll find that we all have such different tastes on what we felt should have been on our list. My number right. one and number two games are both games that didn't even scrape this list. I didn't even propose my number one most loved game of all time. Like, I have very bizarre tastes when it comes to video games, I think. Right. So, I guess she I noticed, was plugged I there for that. anybody that's listening. But well, did you it, see for, my, like, top I did. Places? I did. I actually read your article. I thought it was really good. I can't wait for the listeners to get to read it tomorrow. I um, enjoy it. <laughs> I hope they read it. You guys, you really need to go to the website. We're working on getting more content on there. Eugene and I were talking about that tonight, and Um, there's going to be some really good stuff going up. And also, um, I used my list as an opportunity toward the end to kind of discuss my overall opinion on Breath of the Wild in like three paragraphs. I think it'll surprise you, because I think that I generally have the like mask of being the guy who hates breath of the wild and that's not really true so hopefully you guys will check right. out our articles and hopefully you'll check out mine tomorrow and you can kind of see where i'm coming from when i dig on breath of the wild a little bit hello everyone and welcome back to infendo radio your hostess with the mostess are here tonight to abruptly and without warning tell you about the video games they've been playing in infendo change the system so, Wouldn't it yeah. be hostesses? Hostesses, I like that more, but that also sounds like <laughs> food stuff. So I'm not really sure I like food. 
<laughs> um, anyway, for those of you who Ooh, are tuning food. in for the first time, I'm so sorry. You picked a very strange episode. Um, <laughs> the, what we do is we talk about games we've been playing, because we're a video game podcast. And I guess I'll go first, since yeah, I'm hit it. talkative as hell tonight. Um, yeah. So, before we started, I started playing Sonic 2. I'm going to pretty much leave that alone, because Eugene is here, and he hates me. Um, I'm really hyped. <laughs> no, we just hate Sonic. I'm really hyped for Sonic Mania next month, so I'm going to be in, like, a classic Sonic phase for, like, the next month, so you can just buckle down, because I haven't been as excited for a game since I was excited for Breath of the Wild. Um, I did stop playing Breath of the Wild last week in, like, a tantrum hissy fit after I couldn't get it pulled from the top list. Eugene has started playing now. I'm at 71 Shrines in Master Mode. I want to beat Eugene, so I'm probably going to start playing Breath of the Wild again, but I haven't done that much of that. I have been doing a lot more Monster Hunter lately, though, and that's probably not going to interest that many people, because I don't think many people here play Monster Hunter, but it's like one of my favorite games of all time. And I'm I've played it my... twice. Yeah, had a wonderful time in it. You've basically gotten to when Mario sees the goopy piranha plant at the start of Mario Sunshine. Like that's, the, that's the equivalent of where you are in Monster Hunter. But that sounds about right. Me and Mike and Steve kind of each started up like, well, we started our second account. Steve started his first. And that was kind of our like walkthrough with Steve into the world of Monster Hunter. Now that I've kind of been playing by myself, I've just been kind of advancing my own secondary character. I've got like 80 hours in my secondary account, but I'm having fun. I'm making costumes, which is cool. And Mike is flexing on Justin's screen, which is interesting. <laughs> oh, he shared that with all of us, so I, you can uh, you can know, enjoy that at home. I don't know what you think he's flexing in that picture, Lucas. I don't want to know what he's flexing <laughs> in that picture, but I figured everyone in, in the chat should see what we're being exposed to. <laughs> I'm not oh, going to take up too much God. more time because I, I don't really feel like many of my video games are that interesting. I do have a big Pokemon battle coming up with Steve soon that I have not prepared for, so I have a lot of grinding to do in Pokemon. But I challenged him like three weeks ago and we kept pushing it back because of vacations and podcasts <laughs> and stuff. So hopefully this weekend or sometime relative we can actually do that and I can tell you how much I beat his... Uh, little butt in pokemon even though he's wearing a pokemon <laughs> shirt tonight and i'm a little intimidated um but speaking of pokemon i feel like my big announcement for gaming this week was i did pokemon go i did yeah, legendary raids pokemon go. i caught an articuno and i'm happy with that um i have this one friend shout out to him he will probably never hear this but tony who i work with and he is a pokemon go nut and he went on 40 raids yesterday Damn. he caught five lugias he caught six articunos um i managed to get one i did about seven raids total it's hard it's really hard but it it's fun pokemon go is one of those games that's so boring when you're by yourself and the way i pass time <laughs> in it because i'm team instinct and we have a player base of about like one tenth of everybody else is I like to go in and try to take as many gems as I can and hold them as long as I can because it's a futile effort because we just get overwhelmed by everyone else's numbers. That's is how Instinct I have fun. the yellow one? Yes. Okay. So that's how I have fun by myself. When I, Justin, don't say it. Don't talk about having fun by yourself. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading the chat, which is just as bad. But anyway, that, that's, that's what I do in Pokemon Go when I'm by myself. 
when I'm with a friend, it's so much more fun. And that's really, like, how I feel like this game is supposed to be played. We've got this whole group organized through, like, this Facebook mobile thing that he's, like, the lead on, and I just tag along for, like, the ride. And, like, we'll be riding from Lugia to Articuno Raid, like, over and over again, meeting up with all these people that you start to recognize. Like, all the cable guys are slacking off at work and playing Pokemon <laughs> Go instead of filling <laughs> their quotas. Crazy. There's so many Bright House Network employees who are, um, <laughs> like, slacking off and, like, playing Pokemon Go all day. It's beautiful. But, like, playing with a friend is just so much more fun. We drive around together, we catch Pokemon, we hatch eggs, and we get to, like, compare our stats. And that was really what got me into the game in the first place, was playing with Mike, even though we live in different states, and, like, comparing what we do, you know? Infendo Radio does not condone the use of Pokemon Go while you drive. Of course not. It's a terrible thing that no one should ever do, but people do it all the time. Um, Anyway... Yeah, that's about it. I haven't been playing many new games because I'm trying to save my money because money's getting tight. But um, I did get Shantae, which is weird for me. Cause oh, dear. Justin, games. insert his comment here. Uh, <laughs> huh? we're, we're really expecting uh, a lot more from you in the Dirty Jokes department. Tonight, come on, Justin. Justin I heard delivered. tight and Shantae in the same sentence, and there was nothing from you. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Sorry, I was actually just about... I was, what I was thinking was, which Shantae? Half Genie? Half or? Genie Hero on the Switch. Okay. And I'm okay. liking it. I'm starting to get kind of bored of it, because it's starting to get a little grindy and find this item that you don't know where it is to unlock next stage that you'll play in like 10 minutes. But it's a fun game. Which is basically, I mean, I've barely, I think I just got to the second island of whatever the last one was. Help me out here. Uh, oh, Pirate's Curse. Pirate's Curse, right. Um, yeah, and I mean, I just... I like the game, but it just does not hold my attention, and so I didn't even bother getting Half-Genie Hero, but... Well, the things I like about the game, it's easy to pick up and play. Um, there is a challenging difficulty to it, especially since I'm playing on like the challenging difficulty. And the <laughs> characters and the levels and the art really do have a lot of personality, I don't like the fan service aspects of Shantae. I feel like the character design is a little gimmicky and kind of like tricks people into playing because look at all the animated boobs bouncing around on screen. But like overall, well, it's even it's... better in the 3DS version because you know they're uh, 3D got much. curvature to them. And there go all of our female <laughs> listeners. Um, but no, it's a, <laughs> it's a I didn't design the game. <laughs> it, it's a decent game. It's got a fun gimmick for a 2D platformer. It, it's not my favorite game, but it's cool. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of middle of the road for me. But I'm getting over my indie phobia because I'm being a little more productive in real life and that in turn makes me like less jealous and upset when I like see indie games so I can play them now which is cool so that's that's kind of where I am big character growth and development I'm leveling up in real life <laughs> fair enough I I am I'm very excited that you're back into Pokemon Go because I kind of want to tack on to that as well I finally did my first raid didn't win um it was a it was a slaughter fest. I didn't have enough people, but it was fun. It was really cool to see like people actually out and about playing Pokemon, like in a different way. Like before, like you used to see people walking up and down this road up, uh, you know, that had a lot of Pokestops, you know, because they're trying to get their Pokeballs. Now everybody's congregating in one place, and you know, trying to achieve the same goal. So I, I really like what um, Poke- where Pokemon Go is headed. Granted, it, it's still got a long way to go. There's, it's, the battles are still 
kind of the same, still kind of the same basic yeah. stuff. So, you know, take that with what you will. But I, I really enjoy Pokemon Go again, and so it's nice. It's that I that I was able to uh, install it on my phone again. So that was interesting. Can I say one more thing about Pokemon Go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit it. Like, I like, and you just kind of reminded me of this, I like that, like, in all the raids that I went to, there were parents with their children, there were old people, mm-hmm. like, 70 years old playing by themselves, there were kids in their 20s and 30s, it, like, it, it, it's a game that's accessible to everyone, and that's cool, I like that, because you don't see that with video games in general, video <coughs> games are made to appeal to a specific audience, and as gimmicky and, frankly, like, you know, clickbaity and pay-for-play as Pokemon Go is... There's a lot of good there in like getting to interact with other real humans and work toward like a common goal, even if it's something as stupid as catching a Pokemon. Like there's something that feels good about that. So that's my other thing. Okay, I'm done. I won't interrupt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I I don't know if anybody wants to jump in here next, or if you guys just want me to go and talk about the games I've been playing. Um, just go ahead, Eugene. You had started. You had started. Yeah. So go ahead. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, Continue yeah, your thought. De- definitely played Pokemon Go. Only two other games, really. No, I don't, not really much to say. Um, I did want to say that I jumped into Breath of the Wild Master <laughs> Mode, which we already discussed earlier, but um, totally, really invigorated, reinvigorated me into the game. Like, um, so Lucas convinced me last podcast, actually. I, I think it was last podcast or after the podcast or some at some point that. I had to just abandon my old save file and start fresh in master mode, and I'm so glad you did because um, I'm able to like re-experience the game all over again, pretty much. And I'm playing it, finding myself playing it a lot differently. Like before, I was you know just hack and slashing. Now I'm actually having to put some thought into the battles. I'm actually parrying, which I never did until like the final <laughs> battle, you know. Like, but right. now it's almost required. Because the enemies um, regenerate health. Now I'm having to kite the enemies one by one because, you know, if you try and take them on in a group, forget about it because they're all regenerating. You know, you can't take them on. So it, it's it's really kind of a different game. Almost, I mean, it's the same game, sure, but I'm playing it in a different way. And, I, and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm glad I'm doing that. Um, other than Breath of the Wild, I did get into um, playing some Battlegrounds again, which I have been playing continuously. I've never stopped. Don't get me wrong. But I did want to talk about it one uh, tonight because I finally got my first chicken dinner. It was great. I was going to ask that. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. when you win a match. Like, out of 100 yeah. people, you won. Yeah. Yeah, finally... winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yep, I finally got my first chicken dinner. It was I kind of cheated, sort of. Like I only got four kills, and I've I've definitely been in matches where I've had a lot more than four kills. But um, I found myself kind of in the center of the map in this um, like cornfield, and or I guess it was like I don't know, like a hayfield or something. But I I I just stayed in prone position. And just by happenstance, the the circle just kind of centered in on where I was, and I was kind of able to crawl into where the cir- circle was, kind of pick off my people, and I survived. I got to I, I got down to the last um, three people. I waited until the last person uh, made his move and killed the last guy. I popped up and I killed the motherfucker with my Uzi, and I got a nice. got a chicken dinner. So yeah, it was Dude, exciting. It was, it was really cool. So I was excited about that. Um, other than that, I haven't really played much. Um, I did jump in and played a little Mario Kart the other day, but not really much to speak of there. So, yeah, that's about it for me. So, all right, who wants to take, um, take next? 
the baton. All right, is I'll yours. go. Let's since say, go, go ahead, Justin. I'm good with that. <laughs> since I'm already making noise and nobody else is jumping in, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, my Pokemon Go experience has been. All right, I gotta get this on my face because I think I'm supposed to be talking into it. Um, <laughs> uh, my Pokemon Go experience has been every time I've left the house in the past week and a half i've opened pokemon go and found it completely deserted as far as the eye can see even when i zoom out all the way so you know that's fun (laughs) it's so sad because i used to be able to i used to get pokemon in my living room i used to the first pokemon i ever caught and for those of you who don't know i live in a tiny little village on the outskirts of nowhere Um, With her husband, you know, Eustace Bang. <laughs> <laughs> but creepy things happen in nowhere. It's up to courage to save his new home. Oh my god, this man is full of names. Like, <laughs> out of nowhere, here comes Lucas. Lucas, are you high tonight? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I live in the middle of nowhere, and... Uh, I mean, I've got three Pokestops and one gym in my village. The post office, two churches, and then the gym is uh, some war monument or whatever. But those are like a mile down the road. I'm home with my kids, so the only time I ever get to, you know, even play the game is when we go across the street to the playground. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a baseball field with a little playground there. And, yeah, I used to be able to, like I said, the I used to be able to catch Pokemon in my own living room. My kit, The first Pokemon I got was in the kitchen. The first one I got in the wild, like my starter was in my own kitchen. The, the first one I got in the wild was like just outside on, you know, we live on a dead end street with like four houses on it. And it was just out in the yard. Now, none of them. Like, the only time I ever see Pokemon is when I go out shopping in the city that's, like, 30 miles away. So, so Pokemon Go sucks balls for me. Just thought I'd throw that out there because I want it to be good. I want it to be fun. I want to go out and play it, you know, when yeah, the, when I go out with can. the kids. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Niantic, if you're listening, you're not. But if, <laughs> if you're listening, please go, if you're going to bring anything back that was in you know version 1.0 have it be that pokemon can appear just about anywhere because this is ridiculous if you don't live in any sort of like social hub there's nothing to do the game is just taking up space on my phone um what i did play in the past couple weeks um i don't know i've just been I keep on booting up my Wii U, scanning through all the games on it. I might boot one up, play it for five minutes, and shut it off. Like, nothing's been holding my attention. And then just one night, I'm like, I'm going to see what else I got. And ended up playing uh, Bully Scholarship Edition for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, I got it on my Xbox 360 during one of their sales back when I had a gold membership like two years ago and kind of slow burned my way slow burning my way through it and i love open world games i love stuff like that and bully is probably one of the most unique open world games because it's open world and sandboxy but it isn't Mm -hmm. you know you can't do anything you have certain rules and you know the more 
you know, there, of course, the school's broken up into, for anybody who hasn't played it, Bully was made by Rockstar Games, the people who make Grand Theft Auto and who made uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption. And uh, it is that same style, it's the same game engine, where but you play as the, I don't know, 13-year-old kid in a boarding school in, like, the 60s or something like that. And um, that's the only place you go, as far as I know. You're just at this at the campus of this school. So it seems like it'd be really boring, but you know, there's classes that you go to where you have to do like little mini games. Um, there's the whole grounds of the school that you can explore. You can go all over the dorm. You can go and sneak into the girls dorm and hope <laughs> not to get caught. Um, uh, and the students are all kind of broken up into certain archetypes. There are the jocks, there are the greasers, they're um, just your standard bullies, they're nerds, the girls are either, you know, the popular girls or the nerdy girls or whatever. And there's this weird dynamic, which kind of reminds me of Grand Theft Auto 2, actually, where um, if you are, like, constantly, like, attacking a certain group that group will start to hate you and you'll get a reaction out of them. And as they dislike you, the group that is like socially opposite them will start to like you more. So like me growing up a nerd, I'm always nice to the nerds. And so the bullies start picking on me. So I start beating up the bullies. And so the bullies are hate me even more. And so it's, it's a fun little you know, distraction, and I haven't played it in a long time, and it was kind of fun to play it again. So I've, I, uh, you, I've never played Bully before, but you're not the first person who's gushed about it before. And I, and I, from what I understand, it's pretty, it's pretty close to kind of like the Grand Theft Auto formula. But I just can't stand the Grand Theft Auto game. So maybe this is kind of the Grand Theft Auto game for me. Yeah, I mean, it's really. I mean, gameplay-wise, like, holding the controller in your hand and controlling him feels very Grand Theft Auto. Like, like there's no mistaking the fact that these are the same people who made it. But that's kind of where... And, the you know, there's an open-world aspect to it, and you take missions when you want to. But that's really where the similarities end. Um, I don't know if there's a story... You know, I've done a few missions. There's you seem to be just basically going from the beginning of the school year to the end of the school year. It's Halloween now in the section that I'm at. I haven't noticed any real character progression. Really, it's just kind of one of those games where I want to play something and mess around for a little while, and that's what I do. It's got about the same level of story development as like early GTA games. I okay, so you're just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, you're not really going to get much out of it from like a story point of view. There's something there to keep you entertained, but if you're playing it, you should be playing it to go beat up on other students and stuff. Like that's that's right. And, um, and I mean, for in that hour and a half that I played it, I actually found a lot of areas that I never knew were accessible. So that was kind of cool. Um, speaking of games with or without story, uh, the other game that I played was I finally beat Bayonetta. Um, I've had it ever since the price dropped on, on them was like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I wanted, I really wanted Bayonetta 2, but I really wanted to play Bayonetta 1 first. 
and I would play it in fits and starts. Like I would play like two, three levels a night and then I'd play, you know, another level the next night and then nothing for months on end. And then I say, oh, I got to play Bayonetta again. And I do the same thing. So finally last night, I'm like, you know what? I know I only have a couple of levels left. I'm just going to power through it. Spoiler alert. The end is not the end. And then the end is not the end. I, and <laughs> oh, I know. And, I read the chat. And, and and then and then for some reason after the credits you're treated to this long dance number <laughs> which is the best part of the game it is a bizarre that, game and the story makes absolutely no sense the story in typi- makes sense it's just in a very... typical japanese platinum yeah. games way the story makes absolutely no sense but it's so balls to the wall japanese batshit crazy exactly. we don't care that it's just glorious just how over the top how self-aware over the top it is yes and i cannot wait to i'm gonna take a little time off from bayonetta but i cannot wait i cannot wait to see what the second one holds for me you were talking about the ending and you're like the end is not the end and then there's another not end i'm like hey that's i for a second i thought you were talking about bravely default (laughs) (laughs) no it's not it's I've heard of the not end of Bravely Default. No, it's not that bad. Yes, I have my Bayonetta amiibo and I have my Cloud amiibo. Yes, I'm hoping to be able to get. I'm hoping to be able to get the uh, the Bayonetta one amiibo at Best Buy this weekend. Uh, Keeping my fingers crossed, but uh, yeah. Anyway, for people listening, Steve just held up. He has the Bayonetta Smash amiibo, the Bayonetta two one. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, since I finished Breath of the Wild, I still have very little ambition to really start a game. So I think uh, if you follow me on Twitter at Infendo Justin, one of these days I'm gonna put up a poll of what game you guys want me to do a retro review for. I got a handful of games I've been wanting to play that've been on my backlog. Um, but other than that, I've pretty much just been working on a new website, which I will plug when it's ready. <laughs> I am not leaving Infendo, though. It is totally not video game related. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, that sounds like, to me, like you are up. And I know that you kind of wanted to um, sneak in a little bit of Minecraft news in, so why don't you hit that one right at the top? Well, first off, I want you to look at my screen and see what's I, I, staring I, you down. Yes, and I, 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 I want to make sure that Lucas's <laughs> hands are visible while you're holding that up. I, I've been looking, and I want you to be aware that I was ignoring it the whole time. So. <laughs> Don't make me start sending you iMessage stickers that are Sonic. You know I will. <laughs> and Steve, before you start talking Minecraft, I yes. forgot to shout this out because I didn't really play it yet. I just touched like a half hour on it. But Steve was amazing enough to um, contribute to me and Mike both being able to finally play Minecraft. So big shout out to you, buddy, for that. Like That was really cool of you. So now I have Minecraft hey. on the Switch, and so does Mike. And sometime you, we will actually all play it together. You just have to you, get us in the right mood, apparently. You I'll and play Mike with anybody think, who has it on the Wii U. I will play with you whenever you want, Justin. You just got to shoot me a text and let me know. I'm dead serious about that. All right. So, um, and Lucas, I've... you can thank my boss for having computer problems for your copy of Minecraft, you and Mike. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I have been off for two weeks. Um, not that you guys talked, changed the system last week anyway, but I got heavy into Minecraft in that time. 
And this was before the update came out, which I believe dropped late last night, because I downloaded it while I was hunting with Mike and Lucas. Um, but what it does, um, it added some new DLC. Um, they put the Fallout mashup pack in there. They put the Skyrim mashup pack in there. And then they put the uh, Biome Settlers 2 skin pack, which is cool because those skins, those the characters you play as, those are all modeled after Mushroom Biome or Nether um, Biomes. And those are my two favorite places to play in, even though I'm miserable inside the Nether when it comes to fighting the enemies. Um, but I do love those two areas of the game. In fact, I always build on a Mushroom Biome. Um, <laughs> the other big thing it did, though, besides um, adding that DLC, um, of course, there's the usual bug fixes and whatnot. That's a given, so don't write in and say, hey, you're an idiot, you forgot about that. Um, but the other big thing it did was it added 1080p support um, to the Switch. And I was kind of having a discussion with Lucas about this. Um, and I want to see if I can pull up the article um, on what... Well, I'm not going to try because it'll take me too long and I can't concentrate and type at the same time. Um, but basically <laughs> what they said is we knew from the beginning the reason they didn't have 1080p support when Minecraft launched was because they wanted to get the game out there. And they knew it would look just fine in 720p for a little bit, but they were having, and they were very open with this, but they were having issues getting the switching working from the docked mode to the undocked mode, because you can do that on the fly. You know, you can pull it out of the dock, and it's instantly in handheld mode, put it back in the dock, and within two seconds or so it's on the TV. And they were having a hard time getting the resolutions to switch. Um, so after the update came out, um, they issued a statement about why exactly they were having that issue. Um, and what it was, was it had nothing to do with the graphics or the pixels or anything like that. It was the interface, um, the crafting interface that was causing the issue. Well, sorry, not the crafting interface from the table, but like your on-screen HUD where it shows your inventory and whatnot. Um, that was the problem. And from what they explain in their statement, um, the HUD that's in each of the <coughs> games, so the PlayStation, the Xbox, the Wii U, and the Switch versions, are all custom-written for that version of the game. So in order to fix the issue between switching between 720 and 1080p, they had to completely rewrite the HUD so the HUD didn't have an issue switching. And they were very open about it. And they, you know, said, hey, we're sorry this took so long, but this is why it took so long. You have it now, and thank you for your patience. Which I thought was very, very cool on their part, that they would throw all that out there for us to know. Um, was it worth it? Can you tell the That was the other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, because Lucas was... Mike made... I don't know. Was it just me and you at that point, Lucas, or was Mike there? No, it was just us because I just broke okay. off from my mic convo when you paid. That's right, and then I and then I called right after. Yeah, Lucas is always on Skype. Um, but yeah, so I was talking to Lucas, and I booted up Minecraft, and I was like, "This really doesn't look that different." And then I was messing around with the settings on my Switch, and under video settings, I'm looking it up to see if I can. Okay. So under TV settings on your Switch, there's TV resolution, RGB range, 
and then you know there's like burn in reduction and match TV power state by default your switch is set to TV resolution auto so it'll automatically adjust to your TV's resolution and RGB range is also set to auto so it will supposedly sense what your TV can do well just for shits I decided to switch those to 1080p because that's what kind of TV I have and I switched it from automatic to full range and instantly I um, I was shocked at how much better it looked on my TV so clearly my TV is capable I don't know of what more RGB than my full range means <laughs> it's it's something to do with the color palette um, like more colors um, I don't again I don't understand fully what it means either do you know much about that Eugene <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll look it up. Hey, if you want a 50-inch TV, I got one sitting <laughs> over here for 500 bucks. Yeah, he'll trade it for a Switch straight across, too. New new, new in the box. <laughs> I'll take a used Switch for it. I got, like, 500 Koroks on my other Breath of the Wild account. I'll there you go. Just <laughs> swap them straight across. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, I don't know exactly what it is. I know it has to do with the colors, though, because the second I switched it on, it went from being kind of washed out to just as vibrant colors as you get when the switch is in handheld. So for those of you that have the nicer TVs, I highly recommend just immediately swapping that over to full range and see if you notice any difference. Because I went from wanting a new TV to suddenly being like, oh, okay, this looks just fine. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool, but actually back to Minecraft, I've been playing it a lot. Um, you know, I've built like a pumpkin harvester that does all the harvesting for me. I just have to go into the chest and get the pumpkins that it's harvested for me. I built a, a automatic furnace where I just drop a bunch of shit in the chest in the top, and it smelts it all for me as it's feeding fuel in the other side and drops it all down into a chest below. Um, I didn't even know you could do stuff like that. See, this is why you need to play with me, Justin, because neither did Lucas, and when I showed him my PS4 world, he was like, good lord, dude. Because <laughs> um, I've got That's some amazing. fun stuff like that. I've got a mob-proof door to where it can't be opened by anything. It can still be blown up by a creeper, but it can't be opened by any normal enemies. Why? Um, Alright, if you have a door that can't be opened by anything, why not just make it a wall? Well, no, it can't be opened by enemies. Oh, and, so okay. you you can open it, but it can't be opened by enemies because of the, yeah. Um, you know, I've been working on my farm. I'm basically working on rebuilding my PS4 world on my Switch because the Switch is my console of choice. So, Justin, we'll have to hop into creative one of these days, and I'll show you some of this stuff you can build because a lot of it is incredibly useful. Yeah, because I feel like I've reached my limit to the things that I can or care to do in Minecraft, which is why I haven't played it in so long. I mine, I, you know, craft, and I'm done. And, <laughs> and, for, and for anybody listening, don't think I'm a Minecraft expert, because I'm not. I've barely scratched the surface of what you can do on Minecraft from the videos that I've watched on YouTube. So please don't think I'm an expert or not. And I mean, I know a lot of stuff, but... To be fair, in the chat, I literally just called you, and I quote, the mad scientist of Minecraft. So, <laughs> clearly there's some skill there. Because you kind of, like, well, you I, manipulate the world in a way that's I I so feel like... unique for, like, everything I've seen. And maybe it's just my own inexperience with Minecraft, but I watch the stuff you do, 
And it's really innovative to the point where, like, I've, I've never been that interested in that in Minecraft. Okay, so I like now, I feel, like, I feel like visiting Steve's Minecraft world would require having Raymond Scott playing in the background. See, it just, <laughs> if you don't know what that means, look it up. It just makes me feel like the happy-go-lucky adventurer who stumbles upon, like, the genius builder's workshop. And okay. I'm like, can I have a sword made of, like, pure mithril to, to kill my foes? Can you make this for me, oh great now, wizard? <laughs> <laughs> now, Lucas, I want—I need you to understand what you feel when you watch me play Minecraft is the same way I feel when I watch these other people play Minecraft that are better at it than I. So you I get have, exactly what you're saying. Somebody built like an actual working like calculator and all kinds of weird bullshit. Yeah, and, so, yeah, I get it. Yeah, a Game Boy emulator that actually you can play Pokemon Yellow on with yeah, the original <laughs> sound effects. I mean, obviously, you can't do that kind of stuff in the console versions, but you know. I just want the a 3D recreation of the original Legend of Zelda map. Can can somebody give me that? <laughs> somebody might be able to. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know how long it'll be up before Nintendo tries to take it down, though. So, well, I, I promise you, Steve, that at one point I will get Minecraft on the Switch, but it's got to be at the right price. So, gotcha. And I, and I know, and I know that you said that you'd pay some of it and everything for me, but. I, the, the way I see it is, if I buy it with my own money, then right. I feel obligated to actually play it, if that makes sense, you know? So, when I buy it, right. I'll play it. So, I don't know. Right, and, and, to, and to be fair, I would rather take that money that you would not like me to spend on a copy of you for Minecraft, and put that towards Justin's Switch. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yay, then I'll have a system without a game to play on it. <laughs> and I just got word from my wife that it is lightning thundering and all kinds of stuff outside so now would probably be a good time to wrap things up <laughs> yeah my girlfriend's almost home so i have so to leave soon too that that is the extent of what i've been playing um i did play a little bit of monster hunter with mike and lucas the other what two nights ago and that's literally all i've played i didn't play anything while i was on vacation so interesting cool cool well i guess you said it there steve it's about <laughs> time to wrap things up for the night we uh Look, we were worried about not giving it fucking anybody a long show, and we talked for an hour and forty-five minutes about a stupid fucking twenty-five top twenty-five list. But that was we fun. knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that discussion. It was really interesting. Um, I, I would definitely like to do it again, but like Lucas said, in like another two hundred episodes or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but with that said, y'all. Why don't we get out of here? Uh, you want to take us away, Mr. Steve, since you've got the lightning on your back, so, you know. Yes, guys, that way if I <laughs> have to disconnect. Um, so you can find me at Gentus1 on Twitter. You can also find me writing a little bit more, um, you know, on Infendo.com. I just, I, I had my own article go up today, the top 25 list. We also just had an indie discussion article go up which is really fascinating because it gives you three completely different perspectives on indie games, at least for us anyway. Um, so hop over to the website and read that. Um, and then the other thing too that I want to let you, the listeners, know, um, I would like to write more articles, and one way I can do that is if you guys send me ideas of what you'd like to hear about. So if you guys can email any article ideas or topics that you'd like discussed on the show or stuff like that to me, you can do that at steve at infendo.com. So, and I'll be compiling a list for all of us here at Infendo to use. Yep. That sounds like a good plan. 
So I guess I'll take the next position here because I ain't got much to say. You know, you know where you can find um, me. Uh, can, can I go next just in case uh, my girlfriend walks in the door? Hit it. All right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Um, yeah, and all my other information is actually in my profile. So you can find me on Wii U and 3DS there. <laughs> well, I'm going to go next. And Lucas, you're going to close this out, baby girl. So get that, get them windpipes ready. Look at that. When First I... and last. <laughs> the Alpha and Omega. <laughs> So, y'all, you know where to find us. Infendo.com is a place now, you know, like Lucas said and Steve was saying before as well. We are got some articles coming up. Lucas's articles coming up tomorrow about his top 25 games, and I'll have one up on, on Friday. So look forward to that. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Infendo. You can find my personal Twitter at Infendo Eugene. And check my pinned tweet on that if you want to be my friend on the Switch. So, Mr. Lucas, Mr. Arms, why don't you take us away? Yeah, um, in case you weren't listening to literally, like, everyone else just now, and if you weren't, and you really suck at podcasting, um, <laughs> we are working hard to try to make Infendo.com, like, a great again. site. No, I'm not going to go there. I refuse to be a part of this. Um, <laughs> but we, we really do want the site to kind of like flourish again because it's been a while and sure. you know we, there, we've got time we've got people we want to do good work and the only thing more fun than writing objective articles that are you know thought provoking and intelligent is having other people like listen to them and comment on them and you know finding out their opinions on them so if you do want to get a little more time with our thoughts as scary as that might be please go to infendo.com we're trying to put out some good quality content and like steve and eugene said if you hit us up on like our twitters or wherever else you can be found we'll give us a topic we'd love to write about it i'm sure like we just come up with whatever we think of but we've got a lot to say we're very opinionated that's why we do a podcast every week for like four hours so (laughs) you know hit us up my twitter is mike underscore da underscore parrot um hopefully i don't have to explain that again i feel like i do that every week just know that it's me um and because mike isn't here his is mike underscore t-h-e underscore poet um those are our twitter accounts my youtube is pokemon trainer burden i haven't been active i should be i did a really weird terrible windows movie maker video at like three in the morning that's just ocean man getting worse (laughs) i was feeling memey and like hate the worldy but don't watch that like it's bad i made it purposefully bad so don't check that out but um maybe someday something good will be there um, that's pretty much all I've got. Follow us and love us and become a part of our lives. Stop yes, and we'll be back to a normal show next week. So if you love Nintendo's, which I hope you do, we'll have that again next week. We haven't really discussed who's going to be hosting that, so maybe it will be me, maybe it will be a surprise. We never know. It, it will not be me because I don't have time to put anything together. <laughs> I like hosting because it's always terrible for me. <laughs> yeah, I have a list of about point. 20 games <laughs> <laughs> well, well we'll discuss that in the group me I'm sure this coming week but that's been it tonight for Nintendo Radio like Lucas said do all the shit he said but also like and like and follow us on um, you know on Twitter and on our YouTube please give us a iTunes rating if you have an iTunes account 
if you're listening to us on like Podbean or some other kind of service, try and give us a rating there. Really helps our visibility. Um, we see our numbers going up each and every week, and it's all because of you guys. So really, thank you for that, for being a part of the show. Because like Lucas said earlier, you guys are like always the the fifth chair or the sixth chair on the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the live chat. Um, that's it, guys. Um, we're out of here. We love you, and peace out. See you later. Bye, guys. Good night. Stay fresh. <laughs> Stay off the hook. Don't get cooked. Whatever Splatoon 3 is going to be, that too.